0: and gentlemen, it is Thursday, November the 26th, 2020, the year that just keeps on giving. We don't want to take it, but it just keeps on giving anyway. It's another the Alpha podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I uh, hope you guys are ready for another great show. Uh, it's also, I believe today, uh, the Murica's Turkey Day. Is, uh, I believe today, Canada, Canada, long since had Turkey day last month, but the Americans, you know, they like to, they like to cram all of your holidays into a four week period. Mr. Black, get it all in one lump sum, go broke, completely flat ass broke in four weeks, get it all out of the way. And so much Turkey and stuffing and various pies being enjoyed. Ideally, by individual families as far fucking away from each other as humanly possible. <laughs> it's, ideally, um, that would be, that would be the way to go. Uh, yeah, at least I hope we got a great show lined up for you today. If you're new here, uh, if you've never watched the podcast or listened to the podcast before, thank you so much for giving us a shot. We talk about video games, movies, TV, and, uh, and more importantly, we talk about each of our week's Briefly, up front, which is really what everyone is here for. We all know that, and so before we get any further in and start talking about said games and movies and TV, Mister Black, mm. how was your week? Um, as your as as I caught you typing at the last possible second. Yeah, I'm just putting out
1: social media stuff here. Uh um, <laughs> my week. uh same old same. I've just been extremely busy. We're heavy in renovations. Um, I've been out since. 7 a.m. this morning, uh, got back here just before 4. Um, I knew you were running a bit late, so I banged mm-hmm. a uh, revision for a voiceover, got that done. Um, just picked up a dishwasher, picked up shit tons of baseboard today, um, had another couple things I had to do at another property, basically just run around all day. And uh, yeah, got a bunch of drywall, lifted drywall today for the first time in like Twelve years. Did you throw your back out? I think so.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: I uh, something happened. <laughs> so, uh, it's you know, bound I, bound to happen. Uh, but yeah, no, it's it's every, everything's good. It's just busy. I'm just busy. That's all. But other than that, my week has been another week.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah, to be expected. I can only. I I would one hundred percent. If it was only my back that went out, I would be so lucky. <laughs> uh, if I was trying to lift drywall, we're drywall right now, I like I go in, i I really like I keep telling myself I'm going to keep like get back into exercising, and I'll like I, but I'm so I'm so like timid about it. I'll go in, I'll only do like one or two sets of something because I'm like, oh my god, if I do a third set, I'm not going to be able to get out of bed tomorrow morning. So let's just stop at two. And like, Mm -hmm. oh, you know, they'll move on to a different body, you know, body part tomorrow. Tomorrow comes, that body part never happens. Another few days go by, oh, maybe we'll pick up another one, you know, do it. Two more sets. Can't possibly do a third set. I'll die. Gotta let it go. (laughs) That's just how it's been, how it's been for me for a while. I'll like, I'll like go in and, uh, and, and I'm just using such like, just, just bitch levels of weight just absolutely mm-hmm. nothing. I get mm-hmm. on the treadmill. For me, if I get on the treadmill for an hour, that's like I've done I I've, that's it. My week is done. I've got an entire hour of exercise on the treadmill, my week is out of the way and uh, and finished. But uh yeah, there you have it. Anyway. Well, yeah, your your properties are coming together at least. It shouldn't yeah. be it shouldn't be too much busier for too much longer. Uh did I see uh, was be, that like it'll be, bu- it'll be busy. It'll be it's it, 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 it's gonna be busy for a while. Was um, was um. Is that like was that baseboard or or crown molding that I saw? Uh, baseboard. Okay.
1: Yeah, it's like big stacks of it. You can buy like um like ten packs.
0: Is it the sawdust board shit that that? Uh, no, it's, or is no, it pine? It's,
1: no, it's 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 MDF. Okay. Yeah, it was just MDF, um, primed MDF, because we're basically putting it down, and then I have painters coming in, painting the entire place, so they're gonna they're
0: gonna paint the uh, the baseboards as well. Tell them to paint the backs of the fucking baseboards, which I know paint. they ain't gonna paint the backs. Of the, or prime them or something. It's, a, or it's I, already
1: pre primed. Everything is already primed. I, well,
0: the fronts are, but yeah. the only the only only reason I say that is because MDF baseboard swells like a motherfucker. With any amount of moisture, you could sneeze in the general direction of MDF baseboard, and it will like bubble and fucking swell. It's it's uncanny. Every yeah, place, yeah. I
1: mean, yeah. But uh, like around around windowsills and stuff, yeah. If you're let if you're letting stuff in, but I've got MDF and almost <laughs> baseboards in almost all my properties. I, I don't have any issues. Dude, <laughs> after and after rentals, I dealt with it, you know I mean? never
0: want to. After I dealt with it at like the my first place, I never want to deal with MDF baseboards again. I'm gonna spend five trillion dollars on on pine baseboards. Not me. <laughs> <laughs> Not no. just fortunes. No. no. Fortunes. No. It's already expensive enough. It's crazy well, it's well. crazy like that used to be the standard, right? Like pine because it wasn't that expensive. But now pine is like become the lobster of of, yeah, no. of fucking house finishing material where you can't fucking you like this house is all pine. Like all all the finished work is pine. Because when mom and dad built the house, it didn't cost $410 A fucking foot uh, Mm. for a beat up, twisted ass, bowstring pine pine board to put somewhere in the house. It was like relatively, you know, it wasn't crazy expensive. Now it's like, my God, you you do finish like one door frame. It's like $50 for like a a fucking door. It ain't cheap. It's nuts. I spent a few hundred dollars on baseboard today. Um, Either way, uh, my week. It's another week, um, uh, but, well, I shouldn't say it. it, wasn't another week. I actually, I made good on what I in the podcast, I legitimately, for the most part, I'd say it was like an 80% of the way there, full vacation time. I had there some doctors, go. I had like, a, a doctor's appointments and shit anyway during the, that week, and mm-hmm. so I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'll do offline work, but I'm not gonna go live, and I'm gonna spend... You know, I I, I cut my social media shit back by like 60, 70%. Only gone on long enough to yell at our premier that was important. So, uh, did that much. But otherwise, yeah, I I took, uh, I took time off and it was, it was nice. I certainly felt a bit better. I'm not exactly like more rested. I still had to get up at, you know, um, early in the morning and take Em to work or pick her up from work, depending if she's morning or, or night shift. But, um, but it did feel good and it took the, so like the, the thing that then, well, it didn't surprise me, but it definitely like, well, maybe it surprised me a little bit, but it took like four days before I actually felt like I was taking time off the first, like three and a half, four days, uh, up front. I didn't feel like I was vacationing because I, all I could think of the whole time was I should be working right now. I should be doing something right now. And I'd have to force myself to not work. I'd, I'd, like, play a game, or I'd get on the treadmill, or I'd, like, I, I I lay on the couch for, like, a half hour to an hour watching something, and I would just go stir crazy. And it took four fucking days to get that out of my system. And then I finally, in the last couple of days, started to, like, legitimately decompress and get it out of my system. It was like I was detoxing from work. It was fucking weird. Uh, uh, like I needed to get like on like some green juice and start fucking cleansing my body at the same time. But, uh, yeah, it was, uh, uh, it was nice. It was needed. Uh, I knew it was going to like completely destroy my bank account because as a streamer, it's going to happen. You're going to get fucked one way or the other. But I was, dude, I just stopped caring. I, 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 I just stopped caring. This year is such a gong show. I was like, you know what? The last thing I need to be worried about right now is money. If I can cover all my bills and put a little bit of money away at the end of the month, who fucking cares? I am not going to kill myself in the middle of a year where every time I go online, it looks like Jesus Christ is coming back because Armageddon is around the corner. I'm just not going to push it because I'm, I'm mentally just, my God, I was so angry. Like I said last week, ready to like fucking just, I was ready to throw down with grandmothers and Sobies. Because they're wearing their mask around their nose. I wanted to smack old women. That, that was the level of angry that I was at. So I just needed to just fucking step away from everything. And I'm probably still, this week, not the whole week taking off, but I'm I'm going to ease myself back into working and not just, like, fucking dive 100% back in. Because if I do, I'll do something stupid, like a 14-hour stream or some other fucking... It's like when you go on a diet and then you finally, like, you break... And the first thing you do is eat 6,000 calories worth of the shittiest food you can get your hands on. (laughs) I need to like, I need to like ramp myself back into like a healthy work schedule (laughs) and then, uh, and then go from there. One second here. Uh, that should be off. There we go. Um, so yeah, anyway, that was, that was my week. And of course we've. Um, Nova Scotia as a whole has, has uh, kind of gotten the, the ramp up of cases went basically vertical in the last 48 hours, which was expected given the cases in days previous in the last couple of weeks. Um, and so, uh, just further tightening up around the house to make sure mom and nan are as safe as humanly possible. And, and, uh, um, we've now like gone back to the only going out for groceries or whatever once every one to two weeks, unless it's like a prescription. Like today I was, uh, uh prescription for mom and nan stuff like that. And really lock the fuck down yeah. and stay out. Thankfully our government did a pretty good job. They said, Hey, all the bars, all the restaurants, all the gyms that have basically been the ground zero of all of our cases closed. You can send people food. You can take it outside and drop it on the, fo- the hood of their car, but ain't nobody going inside and eating because obviously our, our unfortunately, our age group, the eighteen to thirty-five, fucking idiots. Yeah, they and, just didn't give a fuck. <laughs> nobody gave a fuck. So, uh, so thankfully they at least did that. So hopefully things calm down. I'm, I, I feel like unfortunately we missed our window to have a semi-normal Christmas season. Because they needed to do this, like, probably towards the end of October and not wait until now. But it is what it is. Um, and so here we are. The, the Morehouse household has been reduced down to uh, masks for everyone at all times. And I feel like I'm, I'm in some sort of hospital ward. But that's okay. Mr. Black's time to talk about video games. You ready to talk about video games? I'm we ready. got a We got a banger right off the rip. It's our favorite topic. Mr. Black Star Citizen is back on the menu. Star Citizen this week uh, and last week, so for a week roughly from today and last week up until today, uh, so it was a two-week period, Star Citizen has um, put out a free-to-try period of all 100-plus ships in their, uh, in their current arsenal uh, available to, uh, to, uh, to players. So, including the newest ship that they just released apparently not all that long ago um you can't fly all of the ships every single day they have a bit of a rotation i guess of some sort going on uh for that purpose however this is like i guess they're ramping into christmas season people got some money to spend let's give them a little taste of all the ships see how many of them we can sell uh and so i have here in the notes uh The podcast notes, time to keep an eye on Star Citizen's funding pool. And so I've got the link there. We're going to pop on in and we'll see what the first week of this has done for them. Uh, And uh, unsurprisingly, it's done well. So the uh, the weeks leading up to them having this event was a measly average of somewhere in the neighborhood of $500,000 a week, just an unacceptable level of funding, Jeff. We need to get that number up, the rookie numbers. Hmm. Hmm. After the first week of this event popping off, the line almost went vertical, much like the COVID cases in Texas. The line almost went completely vertical, Jeff. is now at $4,062,440 in the last week. Not bad not bad. And so now we'll have to wait until next week, maybe next week of the podcast. I'll remind myself to, uh, to pull this up and see, uh, what week number two produced. Uh, but that should, you know, if they get, if they get two or three weeks of that, they're going to be back on track to that, you know, 15 mil that they, uh, that they made in that last month, uh, earlier this year. So, uh, bringing in all the money right now. And I mean, you know what, At this point, fuck it. I want to see just how high this number goes. I'm, like, low-key rooting for them now. Yeah. It's it's flipped. It's flipped. Now I just want to see how the crazy train goes. I want to see how high up Mount Everest this money pile can get. And so far, it's fucking high. It's high. (laughs) It's fucking up there. Um... Next up, unfortunately, so not that we didn't already uh, guess that this was likely going to be the case, but you'll remember that Godfall uh, being a launch title, the the real first next gen game for the PS5 that we saw back at E3 and both of us said, that's going to be a pretty mediocre game at best. It looked like a launch title, like 100%. Lo and behold, that's exactly what it was, so after having not great reviews, and I mean probably averaging I think around five out of ten, not so hot um it's managed to already get ten dollars knocked off its retail price only a week after it launched.
1: yeah, it's not a good that's not
0: good that's not a good sign that's not good, no, and so now we'll have to wait and see if the ten dollar drop manages to <laughs> manages to increase the sales a bit. But uh it it did end up looking like a, a, a bit of a shit show, which is not surprising given what we saw uh way back at E three. It's it's one of those games where it almost looked like a tech demo. It was like, yeah, it looks Oh, it looked bad. Like it looks visually not awful, you know. Did it look next gen, next gen? Not really, but it did technically look a little bit better than like most games currently and but the game, you knew the game was gonna be was gonna be awful. just awful and it was. So there you go. Godfall. Don't don't spend your money on it. Don't buy Godfall. Don't do it. For the love of God, don't fall for it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it's my one pun for the day. I've used all of the puns I'm allowed to use today. Next up. In a uh in a... I, I mean, not that not that I'm surprised given how many times this has been postponed. However, Physical copies of the PS4 version of Cyberpunk 2077 have unfortunately made their way into the hands of a few people. And of course, as with any good early game release leak, it was streamed immediately. And then the, <laughs> fight, <laughs> the fight began to take down all of the video as fast as humanly possible as it cropped up. So... Um, this came in from a couple of different places. There was an Amazon employee bragging about having their hands on a copy and, and shit just getting around. It, this, this was inevitable as far as I'm concerned. However, uh, it does mean for those of you who are really looking forward, uh, to cyberpunk, be super mindful on social media right now, because this, like the last of us two, where early shit got out, odds are if enough of these are out spoilers are certainly going to land all over social media before the release which is still two weeks and a bit away Mm -hmm. so there's a lot of time for a lot of info to come out about that game so just be mindful and maybe you might want to start blocking words in the hopes of uh excuse me, in the hopes of, uh, uh, of avoiding those spoilers, because at this point if you waited this long, the last thing you want is to get fucking spoiled for Cyberpunk 2077 uh related to that we got a couple of things here from Sony um, no hold well, on, that's not really related to that, oh actually I'm getting ahead, uh, ahead of myself my apologies, CD Projekt Red, this is related to that, this is what I ma- wanted to get at uh, CD Projekt Red has built out and included a streamer mode for Cyberpunk 2077, in light of all of the DMCA takedowns that have been happening, um, this is more specifically at Twitch than anywhere, you haven't heard people at YouTube screaming about the shit, um, it's pretty much just Twitch. So this is more or less a, an option for Twitch, uh, at this, at this juncture. Uh, however, if you're, if you're putting up Let's Plays on YouTube and you want to maintain your ad revenue, then this is also going to be for you as well. They have a mode that is specifically for content creators or a streamer mode, if you will, that mutes or removes the songs in the game that aren't that aren't viable for play in content created video or audio. And so uh, if you are streaming this or plan to stream this on Twitch or you're somebody doing YouTube or whatever and you're trying to make content with this and you were worried about it because everyone was because this is a game that has a fair amount of licensed music to it, uh, they understand. CD Projekt Red went out of their way and has now provided you with that. So, theoretically, you turn that on, you shouldn't have any issues. And they have said that if you still manage to somehow have issues, even when using that mode, you can email their legal team directly to help sort that kind of stuff out. So, that's great. And what's interesting about that is, I suspect... We're going to we're going to see more and more developers, at least some of the higher end developers that have the time and the resources to do so, introducing this kind of thing. Because obviously, you know what? Well, you know what this sh- you know you know what this tells me, and not that we didn't already know this, but what it tells me uh, is that the developers want people to create content for their games. They want them to stream the games. They want them to make uh content surrounding their titles because it's quite literally free advertising. You you do not have to it's it's fandom unleashed. You mm-hmm. know for for the the for the people, you know, the the only way that this hurts you is if you've made a particularly shit game. And in some instances, if your game is shit enough it'll still be good because people will buy it because it looks like such a gong show that they want to give it a shot. Yep. Not dissimilar to when we watched uh, 13 last week on the podcast, and the first thing that came out of your mouth was, holy shit, I, I need, need to, to play, play this yeah. game. <laughs> uh, one there we go. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, so, it's obvious that, you know, CD Projekt Red isn't the only people that Feel this way about their games, and there are obviously also some developers that don't feel that way about their games. Uh, for example, Nintendo. Uh, however, <laughs> however, and probably Atlas uh, with their Persona games uh, is is the most forefront uh, two examples I can think of. But the majority do, and so I don't. I don't you know suspect that we won't see more. That's a double negative. I suspect we will see more of this kind of feature uh, moving forward. For games that have a lot of, of license tracks, which is great, and mm-hmm. ideally in the future it won't be necessary. But for now, this is a good stopgap that allows people to at least have some peace of mind when they're streaming the game or whatever that they're not like, "Holy shit, is th- I want to stream this because everyone else is, but I also don't want to risk it." But holy fuck, now you just turn that on, you're good to go. Uh next up we've got. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. Sony. Ah, now we're into the Sony block. Alright, so lots of, a fair amount of PlayStation news this week. Not much in the Xbox news, but lots of PlayStation news. So, uh, first up, Sony has sold an estimated 2.1-ish to 2.5-ish, depending on who you talk to, million PS5s on launch day. That's pretty good to have that many consoles available for purchase in the middle of a pandemic on launch day. I don't think that anyone could be particularly upset about that. That's pretty good numbers. They did try to reduce the amount of scalping by reducing it to local retail sellers pretty much only. Like, there was no online component uh, to it. Not in the same way that you could with Xbox, for example. Um, But it still unfortunately happened. Of course it did. People are always going to do this kind of stuff. But we do know more about at least the people that... Some of the people that were aiming to get on board with this, with Sony's consoles, So an online scalper group, so a group of people specifically. So it's not always just individuals. You know, Not everyone knows this. When they think of scalpers, sometimes they just think of like somebody that just goes ahead, knows that they're gonna, they want to make a couple of bucks by buying a couple extra of whatever, whether it's tickets to a, uh, a game or, or, or a concert or whatever, and then they sell the others and they keep some for themselves. Sometimes they actually act in and not not, or I should say, often they act in a group to make themselves even more powerful. And so, uh, a scalper group boasted then they had this week that they had thirty five hundred PlayStation Fives that they had uh, that they were going to be turning around to sell at obviously a pretty reasonable profit online after having successfully picked up a bunch of these even through local retailers. Uh, they all work together to accrue this stockpile. And coincidentally now, they've got more stockpile than most major retailers in the nation. So this one group has managed to scalp themselves wow. enough consoles to to be ahead of stock of things like fucking GameStop or Best Buy. Uh, they're sitting on this mountain of, uh, of consoles. And of course it is brought up uh, as... As you know, it's not that this hasn't happened in the past, but it does seem like, especially with the advent of online shopping being easier and easier and easier over time. Um, not that that applies to this specifically, but for like the graphics cards and processors, for example, that are newly come out, same problem happened. People are creating bots to buy the shit as soon as it goes up, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, making it nearly impossible for a not insignificant number of people to actually purchase the console that they want to play. And so many of them, thousands and thousands of thousands, are just getting into hands of people who have no intention of keeping them, but actually just turning around and selling them for 50 to to 100% more than the retail price uh, of the item. Um, And so the the discussion going around a lot between retailers and uh, certainly with customers as well is, how do we combat this? to try and ensure that people that are actually attempting to have the game, the the console in their hands are getting it instead of just people who are literally just turning around and reselling them. It's like they're like one upping the retailers. It like defeats the purpose of the retailer. If it's just people, people buying them on mass, you know, and there's the traditional things of, you know, you can only buy one per household or whatever the fuck else that they try and, and make it happen. But again, with online retailing bots and shit have just made it like a cakewalk uh for this shit to the point where people are now calling things like the the AMD graphics card launch a paper launch because it's like, yeah, they they technically launched the card, but nobody fucking owns the Godforsaken cards because they can't they can't buy the cards anywhere. Uh and even though uh the discussion around the PlayStation selling two and a half mil or two point one mil, the question for people became how many of those were actually going into the hands of people playing the console versus how many of those were bought up for resale um and people are just sitting on them and we don't know a lot uh, and the answer is while a we don't lot. know exactly it's a lot and so yeah what are your what are your thoughts i got to go tell me your thoughts about that situation while i turn off my heat pump before i die in this room cuz it is fucking hot in here
1: <laughs> uh well i mean it's uh it's a free market so people are going to try and take advantage of it um it was bound to happen it happens on every single release of a console and many other things um there really is only one way to stop all of this there's only one way to make it so that people do not do this shit and it's it's actually it's it's quite simple that way is Make more consoles and have them available to purchase. You see, in a weird roundabout way, a lot of these companies know exactly what they're doing. They only bring bring out so many consoles to keep demand high, to keep hype there, to get people wanting and have a, a have an urgency to go out and buy it. Because if I don't go out and buy this, I'm not going to have it. Because there's tons of people that, like myself, that will just wait. It's like, I don't need this console now. I can wait a little bit. But if I know that, hey, I might not get a console for a few months, uh, I might be more inclined to rush out there and try and get my hands on a console um they know what they're doing and i it shoots them in their in the foot and ultimately adam you want to know the other the other truth of it is Mm. these companies sony Mm. they don't give a fuck they don't care if you got your console as long as the console sold they sold two point something million consoles maybe 500,000, 600,000 of those units are people that bought multiple units. They don't give a fuck because guess what? I don't know what just happened there. uh, those, Those same people that are reselling those, those are still going into the hands of consumers and very quickly. So Sony don't care. Xbox don't care. Apple doesn't care. Um, sneaker companies don't give a fuck. They all do this on purpose. It's to create FOMO. It's to get people out there at the fear of missing out on an opportunity to pick one up. And they do this shit on purpose. If they really cared, they would pump out a mass amount of units and get them out there. Now I understand it's COVID, but we can't make that excuse because for one, they sold two point something million units, which is a lot of units. And two, this happens during every release on almost everything that, is, that people want to buy. They do it on VR headsets. They do it on consoles. They do it on graphics cards. They do it on, uh, on, on iPhones and, and any other piece of tech that is coming out. And these companies only release so much on purpose. It's their fault. And then you have people, smart individuals. They're not stupid. They know that there's a demand for it, and so they're going to go out there and they're going to buy because they know that these companies are only going to put out so much and they're going to go and profit from it. It's a scummy thing to do, but at the same time, it's a free market. If people are willing to pay twice the amount of a normal PlayStation 5, And somebody is willing to go out of their way to buy an extra copy and make that investment, make the ad, send it out, make sure they do a proper transaction, and they get profited for that, or the individual on the other end goes, you know what, bro? I ain't waiting up until midnight and refreshing my screen and trying to get in there and go crazy. I got better things to do with my life. I'll pay the few extra hundred bucks because I don't give a fuck. There's tons of people out there like that where people's time is worth more than what they're actually paying. So, you know, in 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 one one way I I see where people are coming from and why they're like, you know, this is scummy. Why would you know, why in the hell does one scalping group need to have like 500 units of a PlayStation 5 when I can't even go to Walmart and pick one up? Like I understand that. But ultimately, you shouldn't get mad at the scalpers. You should be getting mad at Sony. Where the fuck are the consoles? You guys knew this was happening. This, this happens every time. That's my two cents.
0: Yeah, it's, it's a complicated situation because, you know, for one, um, even, so Sony and Microsoft are are the most direct competitors to each other, right? We don't need to talk about Nintendo in this conversation because as far as the the, the two consoles are concerned, those are really the only two that are directly competing with each other, so... So for Sony and Microsoft, they know that. So this is. Diff- I'll, I'll try to explain this from from multiple sides. So from the from the company's side, it's difficult because they know that they're operating on a a window of time that you've got to release because your competitor is also going to release within a certain window. So you know, plus or minus a couple of months. Eek, I don't know what that. that- ah. <laughs> <laughs> what did you do <laughs> Did I you...
1: smash my knee on the desk ah. Ah. um
0: right, I'm okay <laughs> so so you know that like for both of them they know that plus or minus you know a month or two they know roughly the window that their competitor is going to release their their product mm-hmm. and you know that um especially given history like historically with the consoles if you wait too long to get your console out until afterwards, it is really hard to make up for that on the other side in terms of long-term sales of your of your console. We saw this uh, in the past with, with previous launches. So they know that they want to get, you know, at best, uh, within a couple of weeks of the launch of their competitor's console. Whether it's before their competitor or after, it wants to be within a couple of weeks at most. So... Um, you also know that just because of how the world works, it's going to be m- most beneficial, uh, to release this thing October, November of whatever given year it's going to be. It, you know, you're not going to see many console launches, uh, when they have a direct competitor pop off in the middle of like fucking May. It's just not like unlikely going to be the, the, the case or like a February or some shit. So there's a known a, a known rough window that they're looking at and then they know that given supply of um of the parts that they need to create these consoles that they eventually settle on they design the console they know the parts they know the prefabs that they need to have uh, in place production on and you know this is covid notwithstanding which obviously threw a wrench in supply chains fucking all over the place especially not Like, less in the summer months, but in the upfront in the first, like, six months of the year, it was a gong show for everyone. Supply chains were fucked. They have, like, this window of time to produce as many consoles as humanly possible previous to the launch day. Uh, And then however many consoles they have for that day, that's as much as they can hope for. And then, you know, they slowly catch up to demand on the other side of that. And you can really only produce so many... Con- like, you can't produce 20 million consoles between the time that you finish uh, developing the the console in R&D, uh, sourcing all of your parts, building them all, boxing them, having them ready to go. You're just not going to have 20-plus million consoles on launch day. So it, it's difficult in that regard because there's always going to be a finite number. And if they ever hit... 5 million plus, they're doing banger job uh, of of having their shit ready. So, that's one part of the equation, is that there's always going to be a finite number of these things, and having millions is already pretty good, but it's still, it's still not going to stop it, because ultimately, as we've seen, there are obviously more than 2.5 million people that want to have this console on launch day. So, that is the next part of the equation, and like you were talking about, is that There are people that are willing to wait, that don't give a fuck, they don't want the console right now, or they don't need the console right now, they have the ability to hold off on it, they're not chomping at the bit to have the newest, uh, console right on launch day, and so it doesn't, they're they're not part of the equation, just the people that really desperately fucking need to have this thing on day one, like any piece of tech or software or whatever, they need to have it day one. Um... The challenge then becomes, because there's a finite number available that you can produce, and it's usually less than the demand at the time, uh, is that scalpers are inevitably going to exist. The only real way to prevent scalping en masse, as we've seen it, is you have to keep online retailers in check because bots are a major problem there. You have to be able to uh, develop ways of ensuring that. Sony tried to do more of big box in-person retailers specifically to try to avoid as much the scalping is, as they possible. They not care. That's the thing. Well, if they didn't care, they wouldn't have bothered to even have taken that step. They're supposed to, in the public's eye. But they never did before. It's This is the first year they ever did it. Yeah, it's, So why it's, now?
1: they don't give a fuck bro they're so, so i'm
0: not saying they do. i'm not saying they do i'm getting i'm getting i'm getting around to my answer for what you know what else you're supposed to do about it i, I whether or not the big company gives a fuck doesn't actually factor into this equation at all they're going to produce the most consoles they can before launch day every time because the best possible marketing outside of selling out is that there's a there's a crossover point of selling out and not enough people having the console and the amount of angry press versus good press of selling out. So there's selling out, and now it's like, oh, everyone wants our console. That's fucking dope. Look at how amazing our console is. It sold out in 14.5 minutes. It's incredible. Everyone wants to get their hands on it. That's how good our console is. That's marketing. But then you have people that are going to be countering that, saying this is a fucking shit launch. There's not enough consoles. Why didn't you wait until you had... 10-15 million consoles to supply the demand on day one why are you doing this now we gotta wait around or we have to spend you know we have to wait until April or fucking whenever or we have to spend a bunch of money on scalpers so there's positive there's positive and negative press that comes with weaponizing FOMO whether they're doing it intentionally or not and then so to get back to my point is that uh, ultimately scalpers will only exist so long as there are people willing to pay those prices so so, my, I posit that you don't bother getting mad at Sony or Microsoft. You get mad at the people buying the shit from the scalpers. That's who you need to get mad at because if if Sony and Microsoft put out two and a half million, three million consoles a piece and people just weren't going to buy a Sony PlayStation 5 for 1,200 US dollars, then scalpers wouldn't be as big of a problem. The reason why it's there is because there is demand. And there is demand that's above the current MSRP of those consoles on the market. So you're looking at a $500 console, but for a lot of first movers in the market, they're looking at it as being worth $1,200 to them. And as long as that's there, And there is supply, and the suppliers are the scalpers. The supply will rise to meet that demand, and they'll cancel each other out inevitably. And so as long as those two are there. So it's not the console manufacturer. I mean, they can literally, literally, even if they wanted to be like, this was like some fucking diamond market where we're sitting on 98% of the diamonds in the world just to slow burn that shit so that when you go to buy your engagement ring, you've got to take out a second mortgage on the house you don't own to buy an engagement ring for your wife so that she's happy with your shit. Even though that rock is worth about fucking $15, but we're going to make it, out of scarcity, worth four to $5,000 for some big shit. Some VS2 Plus shit or whatever the fuck you want to get your hands on even if they went that route, it still comes down to whether or not there is enough demand at that price point for the scalpers to chase after. If the scalpers had no market to chase after, the scalpers go away. So uh, I would blame the people buying the consoles from the scalpers. I don't blame the scalpers. I don't blame Sony or Microsoft. I blame the people who can't wait and then if they get caught with consoles in their hands, like a, like a, like, imagine if this group bought up thirty five hundred PlayStation Fives. It's a shitload of money. That's well over, you know, that's that's the thou- thousands and thousands, tens of thousands of dollars, just sitting around, and they can't meet the price point that they're hoping for, and they only make a few matter. bucks. I mean,
1: even if they even if they sell it at the, they, it's it's a win win. You know, if I went to if I went to Best Buy right now, well,
0: if they're making 20 bucks off of it instead of making five hundred dollars or seven hundred dollars off of it, less people will go out of the way to to scalp in the first place. The reason why somebody goes out is it's a guaranteed two to one flip. Of course, people are going to fucking go to two to one flip on a carton of eggs. My ass will be buying up entire fucking Farmville levels of eggs. turn that shit around and flip it but there's no market for that shit so there's no scalpers of eggs the scalpers of toilet paper a while ago the
1: reason why there's no market for that is because there's there's supply it's a supply and demand market like anything that's what i'm saying right yeah that's 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 exactly what i'm saying so so yes i guarantee you if you couldn't get toilet paper yes like we couldn't for a while exactly People are going to have it for sale, and you're going to be like, you know what, I really yes. want to wipe my ass with good toilet paper. Yes, I'm going to pay double. Yes. Now, are you going to get mad at the person that's willing to pay double to get what they want, and and thus and thus bringing the price up of toilet paper because there's so many people that are willing to pay
0: more for that product that they want because the demand is low? Well, I don't it's kind think- of – the only problem with that is that as crazy as it is, and I understand the analogy here, but we should probably use a different product because toilet paper huh? is a little... No, yes, because toilet paper, unless you have a bidet at home or you want to use Kleenex or paper towel or sandpaper, there's only so many things you're wiping your ass with. It's a product that is in a different category than a console on launch day. So, like, if, let's choose no, no, a different no, product.
1: no, 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 no. The concept is identical. The
0: concept is the same, but you supply can't compare those. That's,
1: that's what we're talking about here. It but doesn't su- matter. Uh, uh, it doesn't but Je-
0: matter. Je- Je- talking- supply and demand operates differently with different, with different. Really? Commodities. Yes, I went to school for this shit. This, you're literally talking about the one thing that I spent too much money on to know is that At- you're talking about it. It's like, it's like a, an, a luxury good oh. versus non-luxury goods. I mean, you're oh, wrong. You God. can talk out your ass, but I'm you're wrong. Not ta- Adam, I'm not talking about the
1: product. I'm yes, to- you are. I'm pe- Never
0: mind. That's why I said we need to choose different not, products I'm, to compare. I'm, the concept is the same of supply and demand, but there are different I'm products.
1: I'm talking about supply and demand. It doesn't matter what you're talking about. The, the philosophy behind supply and demand is identical. It doesn't matter if you're talking about toilet paper, toothpaste, homes, living spaces iPhones uh playstations supply and demand concept th- what supply and demand is is the supply of something and the demand of something so why are you telling me that it's different depending on the product or what it is supply and demand is supply and demand
0: because if you're going to get upset at somebody in that instance about what it is but is I'm that not in that instance
1: about getting upset adam because I'm we're trying about- why the prices are what they are and why people are willing to pay. It is the demand of the product. Yes. It is the demand of housing. This is why, when housing markets go up, it's because there isn't enough inventory. It doesn't matter if it's if it it, it literally doesn't matter what it is. That's what I'm trying. You're trying to tell me otherwise. It is quite literally supply and demand. If you've got 10 of this. Whether it's bottles of water, or houses, or toothpaste, and then you've got so many people that want this product or this thing, it's the exact same philosophy. I don't know what you're arguing about.
0: The thi- because we're talking conceptually about who to place blame on. But I
1: wasn't talking about who to place blame on. I'm talking about supply and demand.
0: Yes, I know understand, but you're you were talking about supply and demand in the concept that you that when I say I blame the scalpers and you wanted to say we you should be blaming Sony, Microsoft, the ultimate supplier, the original supplier is because yes. if they had supplied more, then it yes. wouldn't be there. I am s- I, yes, I am saying that in this instance and why you can't and why I'm saying that it's difficult to compare a console to toilet paper in the in the analogy we were using is because one is in a necessity market and one is not. And so while the supply and demand is, yes, yes, operates the same, it is a hard thing to compare for that purpose.
1: One is a necessity, but supply and demand is the same. So if you have a bajillion PlayStations available, people are not going to scalp it because they know that the margins, nobody's going to pay it because they can walk down the street and and buy
0: one. and,
1: And? And? If there is enough toilet paper
0: available,
1: it's the same concept.
0: And why why so you're okay so ignoring the toilet paper thing what we're coming down to the same conversation of me putting it on the scalpers and you putting it, which is literally you arguing supply side and me arguing demand side in terms of where I'm the blame really ultimately puts what
1: is better for each i'm all i'm saying is if
0: the supply was there then yes. you wouldn't have the problem i, under, I understand i is <laughs> I understand.
1: You went to school for it. You're trying to tell me I'm wrong. Yes,
0: because you were because you weren't understanding the comparison I made. Because you wanted to talk pure supply and demand, and I thought you were talking about it in the in the in the confines of your analogy, and not just raw supply and demand. If it's raw supply and demand, yes, but pricing and elasticity and product market all separate things within the confines of supply and demand. But there's a misunderstanding. So moving past that, the idea is this. If you... there are two, There's two sides to this. Supply and demand in terms of who could be placed blame on. Supply would be the manufacturer, Microsoft and Sony. Demand is the market that is willing to pay $1,200 for a PlayStation 5. If the demand for $1,200 isn't there... Just like if the supply was there, the scalpers go away in either instance. Scalpers exist only because of the the market play of supply and demand. So if you have a bunch of consoles, yes, that solves the problem on that side. If you don't have people that can't wait and are willing to spend $1,200, that also solves the scalper problem. Mm -hmm. Ultimately, for me, because of what I talked about earlier and why I prefaced it leading into that, is that even if, They were, uh, which they aren't. I promise you that Microsoft and Sony, if they had the ability to make 5 million consoles for November launch, they would have made 5 million consoles for November launch. Sony and Microsoft aren't sitting on like Canada's maple syrup supply. That's a Sony problem. It's not a people problem. It's not a buyer problem. It's not a scalper problem.
1: That's a Sony problem. They've created a product that is in such demand. They've created such a hype. They've created such a brand and now they can't perform when they need to. And the reality is they don't care because whether they make a, a million, two million copies of a PlayStation 5, they're selling out. They don't care, Adam, if you have a PS5 in your house because they know somebody is going to is going to buy the same product. are their, their their margin. I'm not, I'm not saying they care. They get the money either way. It would be different if Sony's prices went up because of supply and demand but it's it it isn't sony's sony it's, makes it's an aftermarket it, sony makes the same cut no matter what yes that is it they they are the problem ultimately it's not the people that want it it is sony's issue they've created such a huge demand and they cannot follow through so what do people do they go well how bad do i want this and they go well I'm willing to pay $1,500 for a PlayStation. That is not the fault of the person that was willing to pay 15. You don't get angry at that person. That's just like going, you know what? Why in the hell are you going to spend your money the way I don't want you to spend your money? You're fucking it up for everybody else. Am I really fucking it up for everyone else? Or do I really want to get my hands on this product that has been hyped up for what, seven or eight years or how long it's been since we got a, a new console? I, I'm not going to blame anybody for that, dude. I see people on Twitter that have got 15, 20 of these fucking things taking selfies for the gram. I'm not going, fuck this. You're the goddamn problem. Sony's the problem. Make more consoles. If you can't make more consoles, that's a you problem. Let the, let the free market do, do what the free market does. If the, if Sony made a garbage product and it was a hot fucking steaming pile of garbage, there might be some that will sell for 12, dollars $1,500. Bucks. But I'll tell you a whole lot less will sell if they've got a good solid product and the hype is real and people want to buy it they're gonna they're gonna pay people will pay three four thousand dollars for it i bet if 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 there was only ten of them left if you go hey guys actually if there, there there's only a thousand playstation fives left and ain't no more coming till April guys I'm sorry that fifteen hundred dollars is gonna go up to five grand and they'll sell every single one of them because Supply and demand that's just that's just it. that's just the name of the game so i'm not I'm not blaming people that are buying it uh, and I'm not blaming the scalpers that is the Sony problem. that's an Xbox problem.
0: <laughs> I don't know what the solution is ultimately because Well, that's the that's the solution that happens inevitably. But on launch day, you can't you can only you can only have so much shit happening. Is that obviously, like I said before, there is a crossover point where it's not a good look for companies that are obviously trying to avoid it. You can say they don't care. But if they didn't care, they wouldn't bother to do the shit that they've been doing at all. Everyone is trying to make an effort to reduce scalping because online shopping has particularly run the shit through the roof. If nobody cared, they wouldn't do anything. They'd say, "Look, guys, it's unfortunate that they that it happened. This is ultimately up to retailers. This is out of our hands. The retailers buy it from us. Sony and Microsoft make their money. Why Sony and Microsoft care in the least bit? Because they make more money if
1: people like their products. Because the only reason why they give a fuck is because they're realizing that the scalpers are making more money off their consoles than they are. That's the, they, that extra bit of money that they're spending, they want the consumer on the other end to buy more of their products. That's all that is. That's the only reason why they would even remotely give a fuck. That if goes not, completely counter. Out,
0: that counters what you said they, earlier about them not caring they because would, they've already sold the console and they don't care how it ends up in somebody I else's said, hands. it's the only reason why they would care.
1: Is because they because it's it's like any company. If somebody's gonna go out there and make more money off their console, they're going shit. That that's a that's a that sucks balls, but at the end of the day, we're still selling all of our consoles. As Soon as they put out another wave of four or five hundred thousand consoles, sold instantly. And the only way to combat that is once again, more consoles. If that means you gotta scale up beforehand, if <laughs> whatever it is that you need to do then you got to do what you got to do. If not, Hey man, that's just the, that's just being, I guess, way too successful. And people just want to see your shit. It's, it's just the way it is. It's like when you go to the movie theater and Avengers Endgame comes out and every single auditorium is sold out and you got people that are selling IMAX tickets for 50 bucks a piece to go in and watch it. How bad do you want to see it? Well, somebody goes in and books 20, 20 seats. Why in the fuck are you booking twenty seats? Well, well, I guess
0: I guess the question is why why is it in some instances that scalping is outright illegal, where in other instances it's it's not. So, for instance, trying to scalp tickets outside for sporting events or scalping tickets outside for concert venues and things of that uh, nature. What what is it if if ultimately the tickets is aren't, it illegal? Yes, in a lot of places, a hundred percent illegal. You you get you get fined and your shit taken if you're trying to scalp shit outside of venues all the time it's happened for eons and eons so there's the the reason is ultimately is that people don't want to have to see it because it ends up unfortunately reflecting back poorly upon whatever the 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 product is on the other side because you want the most amount of people to get at it without feeling like they're being had by something that the comp they feel the company could be doing something about which in this case is is unfortunately People sitting on thousands of consoles and selling them at twice the price because oh, obviously always there's going to be people that are going to spend loads of money on it, which is why scalpers exist in the first place. But it ultimately comes back on. Dude, I'm not going to lie.
1: I'm going to be be the first one to say it. If I could invest ten grand into buying Playstations and I can double my money, I'm doing that in a hot second. I'm I am am sure you would. In a hot, in a hot, I wouldn't even think twice about it. I'm In a hot sure, second.
0: I'm sure, I'm sure you would.
1: If I could walk over to Best Buy right now and they had a shipment, and they're like, "Bro, you can buy as many of these as you want, and then you can go flip them on eBay right now." I'd buy every single one of those that I possibly could, and I'd put them all up on eBay, and I have a nice, pretty packaged, and I'd ship it out to each person that wants to spend the money. That's what I do, and I double my money, and then I have another down payment for another another property. If I'm just being honest. I have zero uh,
0: sympathy. I I, I, I,
1: get, I get it. And if people are that upset that they can't get their PlayStation 5 with no games and they can't wait an extra month or two or they have to spend $1,200 because Sony refuses to, to pump out enough of these bad boys, boo fucking who? <laughs> <laughs> womp womp.
0: I'll be the bad guy. Uh, Next up. It's Sony related. Where am I in this list? Oh, here we go. Sony CEO Jim Ryan has teased that there is news to come in regards to a PlayStation version of the Xbox Game Pass, stating that they already have a competitor in their PlayStation now, which I thought was kind of weird because it isn't actually really a competitor to the Game Pass. It's more or less a streaming service uh, where only a handful, excuse me, of games are actually available to download locally. So, um. I don't know what that means. I guess they 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 I mean ultimately we knew that they had to have an answer to Game Pass eventually. I don't think that they were I think they were a bit blindsided by Game Pass. He did also say in an interview that he felt that because first party games as nice as it is to show up on Game Pass or similar uh services that he felt like there it wasn't something that could make money in the long term and would hurt the quality of the games because not enough money would be made to go back into the development of these 100 million dollar plus games um so on one side he's saying he doesn't think that it's a viable model on the other side he's saying playstation now is basically a competitor and then on the other side he's also saying on the third side he's saying to stay tuned because we have something coming up that i guess is going to be some sort of even more specific competitor to the xbox game pass i think everyone in the room is well aware of the fact that Jim Ryan doesn't really have a choice here. He has to come out with some form of competition for Game Pass because Game Pass is going to crush the everlasting fuck out of whatever uh, monetary window they can come up with or uh, 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 with their first party titles. Um, I mean, we talked about we talked about we ran numbers loosely and I mean loosely on the podcast before just talking about how much money Game Pass could make on a monthly basis. And even assuming them even assuming their overhead and operational costs being like over fifty percent of the revenue they make, they're still gonna be literally shitting gold bricks with Game Pass. And so unless they were like somehow developing twenty one hundred to five hundred million dollar games <laughs> all at the same time, all needing that money immediately, there's basically uh there's it's almost almost impossible to fail. So I I don't quite understand what Jim Ryan is getting at. Maybe he knows something that we don't, that there's some sort of like hidden costs here that we're unaware of that is really running this shit up that he thinks is going to be eventually the downfall of a of a system like that. But if that's the case, then I would also question why he's saying that they're teasing something they <laughs> were coming up with their own version. So uh and obviously the uh, you know the title of this podcast is going to have to be supply and demand. There's a demand for the Xbox Game Pass. I mean, how many people already are on this shit? Literally, like twenty million people, and the console literally just showed up on the market like two weeks ago, and they're already fucking swimming in, in subscriptions. So, uh, and it's on the PC as well, which is unfortunately Sony doesn't have that luxury. So Sony is going to be getting it on both ends. If they're not Mm. careful and they need to come up with something,
1: you know what the play is, ladies and gentlemen, here's the play. You want to, you want to do a 200 IQ.
0: 200 IQ is not big enough in 2020. You need a 500 IQ play. Here's here comes the 500 IQ. All right. 500 IQ. Here's how you get a free
1: PlayStation five. Absolutely free. All right. You scour the internet. Hmm. You manage, you know, Best Buy comes up with hey, we got some in stock. Amazon got some in stock for about all of, I don't know how long, not long. You want to make some money? You want a free console? Get your hands on one. Not everybody can get two. Might be hard enough to get one. You get one. You sell it. Mm. You don't even play it. I know you want one bad. I know you want one bad. Mm. Buy it. Put it on eBay, Mm. double your money, Mm. and then the next time you can get your hands on another one, Mm. you have a free PlayStation 5. Mm. That might take a week, two weeks, one month, two months. Mm. If you can hold out, you just got yourself a free console. That's the play.
0: Mm.
1: Don't open it, buy it, shit. Look at it and ask yourself, do I really need to play this right now? Can I wait? A num one month. Can I wait a few weeks? If the answer
0: is yes, sell it. Boom. That's it. I'm not sure what that has to do with PlayStation now, but that's okay. Nothing. I'm just you know. I'm <laughs> You've
1: been ruminating on that for what the supply and demand. Hey, it got it got my head spinning. You know. Here. You know
0: what? In all fairness, while I've while I'm not a fan of scalping in general, I wouldn't personally. From like the standpoint of feeling like if I was, if I was, so you would, you would be somebody that would go up and buy 10 of them and sell all 10. I would be the guy that, because I'm a cuck, I'd go and buy one and sell one. Cause then I'd feel like I was at least making some equivalent exchange where I wasn't taking 10 people's when shit. You're just taking one. I'm just taking one. So it's like, you know, I, and I don't have a console myself. So yeah. I like, i it's like a zero, it's like a one and zero exchange. Yeah. Meeting that what versus versus, is, versus, a group, play, versus a group versus a group of like through. ten people buying thirty five hundred consoles and yeah. flipping the shit. Yeah, I would feel like more of a of a genuine asshole if I did that than if I uh, than if I had just gone for the one the well, one zero I mean, exchange. You know,
1: I mean in in the eyes in the eyes of a lot of people, you would be an asshole. Mm. You would be a guy. You would be that guy mm. because people will go, "Well, you're taking away fun from ten other people." Ten other, you know, you, you, hey, if you weren't so selfish, if you weren't so greedy, then maybe, you know, ten other people would be able to go and enjoy the I console. Mean,
0: especially during 2020, for Christ's sake, just let somebody have a $500 PlayStation, for fuck's sakes. Uh, you know, just come on. If I'm going to be honest, bro.
1: I, I listen some people you know you know what I've noticed you know you know people people are actually uh, I've 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 been on some of these discussions I've been I've been venturing into the comment section of, of wow you part. reading
0: YouTube comments that's well, a fucking well, because
1: because I want to see how many it really flakes. is the end of times I, I, I really want to <laughs> see how many fucking flakes there are and I'm just speaking my mind Um, you know here's 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 the reality man here's here's the reality. Not everybody needs to fucking agree with everything I say. I'm not. I'm. I'm not. When Adam, that is, a, Adam and that I, is a
0: good way to to operate through life is to make when sure Adam, when that Adam that and happens. I disagree.
1: When Adam and I disagree, mm. we just move on. We don't. Mm. I, I I don't think Adam any differently. I know who Adam is, and he's he's my best boy. I mean, he's my bro. There's a lot of things that Adam looks at the world very differently than I do, and ultimately, it isn't a wrong way to look at it. I, everybody, everybody's philosophies, uh, their ideologies are different. They just operate differently. I operate, uh, in, in the, in the dog eat dog world in, in more of the capital, uh, the capitalist side of things. That's just how I am. I'm a go getter. I'm a hunger. I hustle. That is, that is it for me. Uh, That's that is how I operate. It's how I built myself. It is what I will teach my son. It is it is who I am. Not everybody's going to agree with that, especially a lot of people that aren't in certain types of privilege where it is much easier uh, to to look at somebody that speaks a certain way and immediately go, well, fuck you, because I don't have this or have that or I don't think that way. And I get hey, I don't get mad at people for that. So, you know, I I just I want to let people know that, hey, Adam and I's views are very different on certain things. And we have same views on other things. But when it comes to free market, when it comes to capitalism, uh, when it comes to all this stuff, I am on the far right side. Uh, Not as super, super far, but I am definitely teetered over there a lot more. I don't. In my in in a situation like that, if people make it seem as though I don't empathize with people or, you know, uh, I really do. I I feel for people, but uh, I also at the same time uh, am out there to do the best that I can do. And 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 if if I see an opportunity that is ethically um, and morally sound and listen, that is my ethics or my morals. There are some people that are watching this right now that go, dude, morally, I could not sell 10 consoles or 100 consoles knowing that 10 other people or 100 other people cannot get their hands on it. Some people will go, I cannot. Some people will go, listen, bro, there's nothing to do with morals. It's everything to do with business. It's like, how, how could how could Walmart put up another Walmart in another city? How could they do that morally knowing that it will crumble? many small businesses some people just think of things differently it's just how i think and how i operate and how i'm wired so yes i would did did i eat did i go out there and attempt to go and buy even one playstation no did i attempt to go out and buy 10 for for profit no all these video games i've seen the same thing In my YouTube comments, when I used to hustle video games and do that shit, I'd go to yard sales and buy a $30 game for three bucks. And I would barter. I would actually, knowing, knowing damn well that the game is worth $30 and they wanted five. And I say, Will you take three? Some people go, Bro, that's just fucking wrong. How dare you? That is just morally wrong corrupt how dare you and then i go it fucking sound like a male karen that's, that is that dude that's what dude that's what I see in the comment sections bro i'm not joking you
0: i mean it I'm, is it is an abuse of the agency problem but regardless i don't know that, if they need to sound like a karen it's, that, like, it's good that, but that's
1: that's that's what it that's what it sounds like right and then listen they have the opportunity to say no I didn't say the price. They told me the price. We're at a yard sale. Will you take three? If the answer is no, okay, here's five. A lot of it is just junk to them. They don't care. And then they see it and I put it on my wall or I have a double. So I get it for three bucks. And then what do I do? I go on Facebook marketplace or I go on eBay and I sell it for the full 30. And then they go, what the fuck? Why would you do that? How dare you? It's like, well, listen, motherfucker. It's a
0: weird weird hill to die on for them because, like, it's a yard sale. And at that point, most people are expecting to sell everything at, like, rock bottom. They don't give a fuck prices. And if they cared about the product, they They would have gone and looked into it. It's not like Jeff walked into a – it's not like Jeff owns a pawn shop like his pawn stars and the yeah. guy comes in the door with like an Elvis Presley signed fucking like butt plug. And he's like, man, I got a sign. I got the documentation. I got a picture of Elvis Presley using the butt plug while eating a bacon and peanut butter sandwich on the toilet. The shit's crazy, bro. And, he, and the guy turns around and goes, now I got an Elvis Presley, butt plug guy. So I got to look into this shit. And he calls on the butt plug guy and the butt plug guy comes onto the show. And he's fucking like, Hey, Do you think Elvis Presley actually used his butt plug while eating a peanut butter and fucking bacon sandwich? Like, no. Yeah. I don't think so. Best I can do is $5. Both of those people know that, yes, Elvis Presley used that butt plug while eating a bacon and peanut butter sandwich. But it's a different game. You're at a pawn shop where a guy is literally weaponizing his shit in his own store against a customer for profit yeah. if you're going to a yard sale it's a totally different fucking exchange people yeah, have already like written off everything they're They're like my little pony dolls for their five-year-old from 15 years ago five cents don't give a fuck push that shit out the door it's not quite the same it's not quite the same situation oh people, people, the thing is i think i think
1: we're we're what the, the point that i'm making is is if you're not taking advantage of people And that's that's where for me, like morally, if I know, for example, somebody is starving, starving for food and I've got a fucking I've got more food than I can handle. And I know that they've got a ton of money and they're willing to fucking pay me anything and everything just to survive. And then I go, you know what? I want a hundred bucks for this five dollar burger, knowing damn well, they've pretty much got no choice but to take give me the money or starve that's morally corrupt you don't do that just morally yeah the
0: the supply and demand thing gets gets fucky when you start talking about things like insulin for people that are diabetic and shit where it's like this only costs five cents but i'm going to charge you 500 dollars a shot exactly because i can exactly right but for for example if somebody
1: is and I'll bring it over back to the PlayStation. Yeah. If somebody's buying up Playstations and people are physically going on eBay and buying these things, they know how much these things cost. They know what the markup is, and they know that they can wait a little while if they really want to, or they can just go out and buy it. And if they feel as though that, hey, I'm I'm I am willing to bite the bullet because this is experience, or if I'm at a yard sale. And they just want to remove the junk from their garage. They don't want to go online and look up prices and set up little eBay accounts and package things and go and do all this stuff. They just want to let it go. It's no, It really truly is no difference. You have somebody that understands a market. They understand a supply and demand. I understand a supply and demand for this. There's people that do it with Pokemon cards now. That shit is all gone fucking crazy, and they're charging a bajillion dollars out of it. <laughs> That'll went out
0: the know, window when what's his face bought one for a hundred and something grand just to say fuck you to somebody. Else.
1: Pretty much, right? And and hey, is this <laughs> is this the is this a problem? I don't think so. It's what people are willing to pay for such things. It's a free market. So yes, uh, I am fully supportive of a of an entrepreneur or somebody that thinks in a way of profit as long as it's ethically and morally for for themselves even if somebody rips somebody off you know i'm not judge i'm not i'm not uh, judge and executioner that's their business i fucking i it is what it is if somebody tries to sell me a a $1500 PlayStation 5 i'm going to look at them like they got 30 fucking heads i just am but if i need if i need a a new TLM 103 microphone and I know that I can't get them for another six months. And I've got a guy on eBay that is upcharging three, $400. I got to ask myself, do I really want this microphone? Am I willing to pay this extra bit? Because he knows that there ain't going to be out for, for for a while yet. If the answer is yes, then I I buy it. If the answer is no, it's no. I'm not going to get mad at him and go, fuck you, bro. It's just worth $1,200. How dare you try and sell it to me for $1,500? If I felt that way, I'd just say, go fuck yourself. I ain't paying that much for that. It's just a personal demand. It's free market. So I don't, what I'm trying to say to people is, I know it's really frustrating to see these fucking quote-unquote assholes that are gloating. I, you see them take taking pictures on the gram with five PlayStation 5s, and they're just doing it for the fucking clout and they're just doing it because they can and they've and not everybody has the money to buy five playstations and sit on, you know, $2500 worth of product to go and flip for 4 grand. Not everybody has that money. I totally get that. And when you look at it you go, "Man, you know, fuck. I really want one of those. This fucking asshole's got five of them. Why can't I have one?" I get it. But before you get super fucking mad at the person that's buying the stuff, I think you need to ask yourself, why am I angry? Seriously, truly, why am I so upset that I can't get this right now? And if the answer is, I just really fucking want it, this luxury or this whatever it is, then, I mean, the reality is it's either you're going to wait to get this or not. The only time, the only time that I will fully agree with where I think, is a necessity where people should have the right to do stuff is something like healthcare, where if somebody is sick and they can't and they, and they need to pay and, and they can't get help. I think that every person should have the right to be able to go in and ha- and if they, if they're not feeling well or get tested or whatever the case may be, I'm, I'm there. There are individuals that are even harder on the right side. That'll go, yeah, pay your insurance, get insurance, step in line, pay for this. It costs money to make this stuff. I get that. But everybody has their different levels of what they're willing to morally tolerate. And hey, if Adam is, I'll buy one. I won't be greedy and buy five or ten, but I can do one, not ten. Some people will do ten. Some people will do a hundred. Some people would absolutely do none. Some people are so nice that they'll finally get one and give it to somebody else because they can wait. Some people are like that. There's a lot of people like that. And to those people, we need more of you or do we, you know what I mean? Hey, by all means, and I'm not going to get mad or judge anybody for anything. I'm not going to look at the person that gives their PlayStation away, uh, any better than the person that goes out and buys one and is flexing their entrepreneurial, their mind and going out there and hustling and getting theirs.
0: It's especially- <laughs> just, it's, it's flexing their entrepreneurial mind. I'm I'm gonna wake up and have the thought of buying several consoles to flip them. It's not exactly are, a lot of brain power involved on that one. I
1: wouldn't say it's a lot of brain power, but it's a lot more effort than what a lot of people are willing to take, and it's why they're able to do it. The ones that are willing to save up enough money to buy up a, a bunch of these, the the people that are willing to go out there and wait in lines or sit there and refresh pages and do whatever they can to go and get them, to go get them, to set up an eBay account, to set up uh, proper packaging and go out and get all the stuff and to create a transaction. Yeah, that that is somebody going out there. They're not robbing anybody. They're not breaking any laws. They're going out there. They're seeing an opportunity and they're and they're taking advantage of the opportunity. They're seizing the opportunity. And for those, I congratulate. And they should they should keep flexing their mind like that. And in those little those things will have you wanting to go and do more, especially in a time at like 2020 where you got to go out there and get yours. As long as it's morally and ethically fine, then go out there and make your money. It's it's hard times out there. If you can find a creative way to go out there and give... You know, a lot of people don't talk about this either. You sell, you, you sell a PlayStation 5 for $1,200. You know, some people just look at it as like, dude, you got fucking ripped off. But what happens when that person receives that PlayStation and the joy that it brings to them? And they don't care about the 1200 bucks they're having a damn good time. They're a happy customer. They're extremely appreciative that they were actually able to go out and purchase one without having to wait the time.
0: Well, I I think they'd feel the exact same way if they, if the scalper hadn't been the one to have it and they just bought it from the store, their feelings would be the same, but they'd also be $700 richer. Of course, but you know what? It's it's more of
1: being able to get the product and being able to use it. If they weren't willing to, I know for me, I'm just not willing to sit online and do all this other shit and fucking play jingles and whatever and, and play and play. I just ain't, ain't nobody got time for that. I also ain't got nobody got time for me to go and spend $1,200 on a PlayStation 5. I don't care if I make, if I play it for a living or not and I could write off the whole goddamn thing. I just ain't paying it. I just am not paying it under any circumstance. But if it was something else that I'm really into, then yeah, fuck yeah, I would do it. But just wanted to throw that
0: out there. No, nope. Nobody's thinking about the people with extra money that has in, that has joy for getting that console. scalp. Nobody's thinking about the happiness that they got for buying it on eBay. the experience I don't think it's about
1: buying it on eBay. It's the fact that they have one.
0: <laughs> well, yes, you know, it's, but... the fact, it's the fact that they got one. Sony's CEO Jim Ryan uh, has also, or no, not him specifically, but Sony uh, themselves is expected. Oh, Jim Ryan obviously had a hand in it, uh, of course, but uh, is expected to be working on a new PSVR headset. Obviously, everyone would have assumed that that was going to be the case at some point. Uh, And we started seeing some patents and stuff, some pictures popping up about the new PSVR headset. Uh, It's so far from what we know anyway, which isn't a hell of a lot, but we know enough to say that. And these are, again, none of this is shocking. It's just good to hear. It's lighter. So you're not going to have a stiff neck after you play five minutes of Resident Evil 7 holding up 15 pounds hanging off the front of your face. It's going to be lighter. It's also going to, uh, likely, if I had to assume, higher resolution screens. If I had to take a guess. Less screen door effect. Maybe higher refresh rates to reduce those issues with the screens being so close to your eyeballs. Uh, And then, of course, other things like uh, uh, haptic feedback, which is... One of Sony's big things right now with the the new uh, their new uh, PS Five controllers, where everything is like this surrounding haptic feedback. Now I guess they're gonna work it into their heads. I'm not entirely sure how the fuck they're gonna do that. When you get a shot in the head and it's gonna be like wham! fucking like send your head backwards. I don't know. However, that's what we know so far. Uh, we just saw some some sketches and stuff. Like I said, um, uh, kind of like a blueprint if you if you wanted to call it something like that. It obviously looks a lot smaller. It's not nearly as chunky as the current, uh, PSVR. It's likely still a long ways away from coming out, uh, which is why you would have seen them, other than not wanting to have to make people turn around and buy another headset, making the PSVR compatible with PS5 in the interim, uh, for titles that come out that are, uh, that are VR compatible. This will come out in the, uh, in the future. But the majority uh the majority I think the majority of people would be happy with just it looking a little better so higher resolution but that's inevitable and just not so fucking heavy I Mm. think that's like the most people's takeaway with the PSVR is that in general it's kind of a heavy fucking headset yeah I played um Resident Evil 7
1: and I beat it one sitting bro at the end of it I had neck, I had neck
0: bulge muscles.
1: I was looking like fucking Batista. But
0: they were actually just dislocated they, vertebrae. Yeah, it was just huge knots. Slip, they slip it wasn't discs. even.
1: I was like, I was like that. I, 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 it got to the point where I had to recalibrate the VR so that I was sitting back like this, but I was actually straight in the game. You know, so like I'd be straight in the game, but my neck is up like this because it was so. F- it was and it's so top heavy that my neck was. Burp, burp. So I had to I had to go burp, burp, and I had to go up like that
0: <laughs> just to be
1: able to feel comfortable. uh it was fucked.
0: Yeah, it's, it's fucking heavy. It really is. Like they uh I I don't know what the solution to that would have been, honestly. This, it's not like you can counterweight fucking a, a thing hanging off your face. You can only deal with that in so many ways. Uh, What I haven't seen uh, is, you know, how many wires is going to be hanging over the back of this thing, if it's going to be reduced um, in terms of how much you're going to be having to dance around on the floor. I think that's the other problem for some people is that unless you have a really big fucking space and you've got something like the HTC Vive and you've got the full setup, You look like Neo in the fucking Matrix with, like, all the cable coming out the back of his fucking head. Like, you've got, like, you've got to, like, tie it up so that it's not just dangling all over the place. And then it's, like, almost like you're vacuuming and you've got, and you've got, like, the cable in one hand so that you don't run over it with the vacuum. It's, like, the same thing except you don't want to trip and fall into your $5,000 television and bust your face open and fuck your headset up because you got a little too antsy playing Beat Saber. Uh, so yeah, that's uh, something else I couldn't quite see, but it might be in the documentation somewhere. But again, as you might expect, odds are there will be less cables involved at the end of the day. Ultimately, I think people would want it to be wireless completely, but that comes with a whole host of other problems and would probably run the cost through the fucking roof. So for now, less cables would be much appreciated. Uh, are we finally out the other side of the Sony news? We are, we are. And now we're on to some Square Enix news. A surprise to be certain for a lot of people, but well over a decade later, I think it's been 13 years, in fact, uh, The World Ends With You is getting a follow-up called Neo The World Ends With You uh which was announced by Square Enix and coming to the PlayStation 4 and the Nintendo Switch in the summer of 2021 which means probably the fall of 2021 <laughs> uh either way so if you don't know what the world ends with you is it's uh it was a game for the DS it's a uh, like an action role playing game set in uh a modern day Shibuya uh the 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 city or the town in japan part of tokyo like the shopping district shibuya um which has obviously other than being an actual place for the most part uh, it's been featured in a whole bunch of games i mean uh, it's shibuya like shibuya terminal and shibuya in general so the weirdest thing that had to happen with this announcement wasn't that people were super excited about this coming out because it was like a a a much beloved game but it's actually that for some reason the uh the fans of Persona 5 decided that Persona 5 was the the creator of Shibuya in games i don't know why they thought that was the case but they did and so it was trending largely because Persona 5 fans were crying over the fact that they thought this was copying Persona 5, when in reality, um, my god, you'd have to go back to, like, Jet Set Radio Future, and maybe even <clears throat> earlier, uh, where they were putting Shibuya in <laughs> in video games, and so why they thought that it was suddenly, like, a game that came out a few years ago was the one that, that started it all, it was fucking weird. Um... But either way, it's coming. And it looks a little bit like Jet Set Radio Future. Like, if you want to know the art style of it, if you looked at it, uh, it's very kind of like comic booky, uh so shaded. Uh, the way they 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 show everything is very similar to uh, kind of a Jet Set Radio Future vibe. Um, so if you didn't play the original one and you're looking for it, this is it. Also know that this is kind of like Kingdom Hearts before Kingdom Hearts, like the original game. Uh, or it's like, I, if you if you didn't want to say that you could say it's like a spiritual sibling to Kingdom Hearts. Uh Nomura is on the original as a producer and will be obviously part of this one as well. So if you're a big fan of of the Acid Trip Fever Dream that is uh Nomura, great news. He's in for this one too. Uh so it wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me if there was like some crossover between this and Kingdom Hearts like they sprinkle in Random shit from from Kingdom Hearts, like Easter eggs and stuff like that, uh, perhaps. But either way, yeah, Nomura probably also involved in this title to some major degree. Nomura's involved in everything at Square Enix right now, which I might lose sleep over at night, but that's okay. For those of you looking forward to it, there you go. A lot of people were hype about it. Big uh, cult following back in the day for the DS. And then it made me remember how long ago it was that the DS was a thing. That's a long time. I remember, like, when you—I I sometimes forget how many handheld Nintendo consoles we've had in like the last twenty years. This is a shitload a of fuck, like a shitload a of handheld consoles. Uh, and so, thinking of the DS, I was like, holy fuck, it's a blast from the past. DS was pretty good. What was your? Uh, you had, I think, you had every one of them. Which was yeah. your? What, which was? did you probably still do now, for sure, for now, uh, or at this point. But what was your favorite Nintendo handheld that came out? What was the one that you that you re- that resonated with you the most? I mean, I think the the greatest handheld ever made for
1: Nintendo has been the 3ds, but it isn't the one that I played the most. The one that I actually played the most out of any of them was actually Game Boy Color. That's like the one that I spent the most time as a kid, but I think in terms of an actual product and the technology and the, the library, I mean, just everything, the 3ds, they just fucking, Mm. they, that was just a grand slam. I mean, the
0: 3ds is like, is like, even if you include consoles, consoles is in like the top five all time. Yeah. Arguably, if you want to get spicy, top three, really. If you wanted yeah. to get with it, I think the 3DS outdoes, arguably, every other Nintendo console. Yeah. Um, even though I didn't like, I wasn't like a big 3D. I owned one. I didn't play a lot of the games, but if you look at the library and oh. just the lifespan of that of that con uh, of that it's handheld, crazy. it's crazy. Fuck. So yeah, yeah for sure. I, I think personally, though, even though I never owned it, I think the one that I liked the most was the sp it didn't have a super long it didn't have a super long lifespan but the screen looked great the 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 clamshell um i think it's like the the
1: zero zero i think it's zero zero one models i think there was like a a, there's a zero there's a one zero one model and a zero zero one model i think it's the zero zero one model that is the one that has the backlit top screen yeah that is and those those things still go for good speaking of yard sales you go to yard sales, people are giving those things away for like 3 bucks, 5 bucks. They're selling for like $100 all day on on eBay. Like and they're amazing. They hold up like god tier. I'm with you. I'm actually I would say the SP is for me, the SP is actually even I even better than the way better than the Game Boy Color. But yeah. Yeah, the 3DS trumps it, but I forgot about the SP. That's
0: a good yeah. one. Yeah, I think the SP for me. I never ended up owning one, but I remember you owned one when we were growing up. You had one. Um, not a lot of people owned the S, but like, it was like one of those ones that like everyone skipped over, uh, for some reason. It was like, it didn't quite sell enough people on it, but I thought it was great. The design was great. The screen looked fucking awesome. Uh, the clamshell design was dope that inevitably like, gave way to the 3DS design of the clamshell. Uh, but it was smaller obviously than a 3DS. Like it
1: was, it was, yeah. it was, too. you dropped that bitch. And like, yeah, it would, you know, fucking dent it up a little,
0: scratch it up. But that it was a tank. Was fuck. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah. Tank. Uh, oh, and also related. Yes. Okay. So also related to, um, to Square Enix. Square Enix themselves came out and said that, uh, or they announced that they are working towards a permanent work from home policy that will apply to, in the next month, uh, they estimate excuse me, 80% of their workforce will be working from home and have the ability to work from home on a permanent basis moving forward within a month's time. Um, I like it. I like it because I think it makes sense. And it makes sense. I think for, for, for a lot of obviously industries that are computer based at this point, especially if you're in a country like Japan, where internet is like flows like water, (laughs) It's like like it's kind of whatever um our internet, like our our internet is yeah. depends on where you live may or may not flow like water uh but yeah it, it I think that that's in an ideal world, and I think we're going there anyway, it's just that the pandemic accelerated the fuck 100%, out yeah. of it <clears throat> um I think my hope is I doubt it is because it's the North American mindset for the workforce, but my hope is that it would result in understanding that people don't need to necessarily work eight-hour days to accomplish what the employer thinks in an office space needs to be done in an eight-hour day, and that just having them be there for eight hours doesn't actually result in more work getting done overall. And, like, every study that has ever been done has shown it's the complete fucking opposite of that, where people are, like, are less... Uh, less likely to accomplish the same amount of work given more time in the workplace versus having more time at home. Like you knock your work hours down a bit or you increase vacation time and all of a sudden productivity just fucking like goes through the roof. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's a couple of things and like being in the real estate
1: world, it's, it's talked about quite a bit. And I've been doing a ton and ton of research on the implications of people working from home. I mean, mm. It's obviously record high right now. Of Out of necessity, it's, yeah, it's a necessity in in a lot of cases, and a lot of business owners are realizing that they don't need a brick and mortar. No, they don't need to spend ten thousand dollars in some cases, fifty thousand dollars a month in rent on on retail space in office yeah. space. And unless you work in uh industrial market where you're where you 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 need the square footage. You know, for whatever reason, but a lot of these things, call centers, um just regular office space for accountants and and um uh, just your everyday banking uh people, um not the tellers, but like just just in general, um they're either going to be some business gonna be able to eliminate that cost upfront and which is gonna be good for the business because they that they, a lot less overhead employees are going to be able to claim office space and get more write offs and benefits from being at home um there's a lot of benefits and studies show that people are actually going to be more productive and are more productive working from home than they actually are in an office space there there obviously are going to be you know fuck boys that'll fucking like you know do no work and get fired and then before. you fire them yeah <laughs> then you then you get fired because <laughs> yeah. ultimately you know people think oh you know working from home is like being in high school and doing school from home and online classes how exciting i played lots of video games listen people can still watch their twitch streams and their podcasts and work from home and get just as much or more work done than sitting in a fucking cubicle where they hate their lives they feel like they're fucking crammed and they and they they don't want to be there to begin with and they're already checked out they they you know they can't take those mental breaks they have people breathing down their fucking necks and backs all the all the time they're just going to be a lot of people, the ones that you want to keep are actually going to do more work from home than what they will at the office. It's just facts. It's just facts. But there will be some negative rep- uh, uh, some negative kickback on if if and it's not if, inevitably when this happens. Number one, there's going to be a lot of empty commercial real estate uh, 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 real estate. A lot of people are going to have to sell, get converted
0: Uh, into fucking apartments and condos and
1: shit. If it's possible. Yep. If if the zoning allows for it and it's and it's possible um, and people can get creative. Absolutely. Uh, But also is it's also going to hurt the economy in terms of businesses in the areas because a lot of people traffic, less traffic, less gas. People are going to be buying cars a lot less, which is going to be great for their pockets because they're not going to be the environment's going to go gonna in, love it. To, the environment's going to absolutely love it. <laughs> but the economy, the restaurants, the the just the 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 every day of just being out and spending money is going to drop immensely uh, big time. Uh, and I'm not saying that people will not go online and buy some of the things that they need, which they will online sales are already going through the roof and they'll continue to do that. But it is, there is going to be a trade-off and there are going to be businesses that are going to suffer from it. And then there are going to be businesses that are going to thrive from it. So yeah, I'm, I'm with you on, on this. I think it's a great, I think it's amazing. I don't know why, uh, developers and stuff don't already have <laughs> 80% of their employees working at home. I mean, super worst case.
0: Well, it, it, honestly, it's, it's a lot of people don't have a computer. That's good enough to do it or, internet, or the internet or the knowledge. Yeah. Yeah. To do that shit. Yeah. I, I, I would say like, it'd be as, as, as
1: far as a company going, listen, this is the type of computer that you'll need in a workstation. And then they supply that for, for the employee, you know, and they have to upkeep that they are, they're responsible for that. And that's, that is your workstation. This is your, you know, it's, it's like a, 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 a tool, uh, your tool belt and all of your, your materials that you, you go to a job to do construction. You got to take care of your tools. And if you can't afford to buy those, those tools and you don't have those, say, if you're like a freelancer, you, mm. you're, you're expected to have those things. Right. Yeah. But if you're working for a big company and say I were to just go and become electrician and I don't have any of the stuff, a lot of a lot of companies will provide you for that equipment because you're working for that company. It's going to be this sort of the same thing. These are the specs that you need to get. Hey, if you already got it, hey, that's great for you. Maybe you're one up on that job application. Hey, we
0: don't have to. We don't have to pay eight thousand dollars. Some of them, some of them, stage. give you a kickback, a little bit of the money that would have gone to you anyway. They'll say if you already have it, but maybe you want a little bit more. We'll give you five hundred dollars yep. to upgrade your space, yep. to make it even better than it already is at home. Because yep. ultimately, if it was somebody who didn't have anything, they're spending like twenty five hundred dollars on the shit, way more to make it happen. Because even if an employee is at the office, they still have to spend the money to have the equipment for the person that's there. So Correct. with the only difference being if there was turnover in that position, the new person can use the same equipment where it's not necessarily going to be the case. But yep. we're getting to a point in time, especially by the time this comes around in the next few years. I mean, our government, for example, is working on making Internet available, low cost nationwide. Yep. Yeah. Um, you know, we're we're getting to a point where, and uh, you know, our age group, Generation Z and those coming after them everyone's going to know how to fucking do all this shit blindfolded. It's not, it's not the, like any shift, it will be retraining for people who are already in the system on the, on the, on the back end. but that's us. That's you and me. And and people who are in, like, let's say they're 45, 50 years old, and even they, for a lot of people, are already still savvy enough that if they just get walked through it a few times, they're usually okay. They can yep. make it work. But we're we're swiftly approaching a point where the people that are left in the workforce that would be applying for and doing these jobs are already going to know yep. what they're doing, and it's not yep. really going to be a huge hurdle. It's funny. It's
1: funny. You call... You call, say, you're having technical difficulties with your Internet. Now, you called that 10 years ago, and they I'm sure when they ask questions like, is your, is your Ethernet cable plugged into your modem? Yeah. Uh, have, you, have you tried turning it off and turning it on? Have you – these really basic things where people will go, oh, shit, no, I didn't try that. Now when you call, you're like, dude, I've done a speed test. I know where my Ethernet cable is. I know the type of modem my uh, thing I have here. I know where I'm getting my drops at. I know that I'm getting packet loss here. I know this is happening. People already fuck. It's like we're so more educated on how this shit works that it is so much easier to get people in 2020. Uh, shit, this could have happened three, four years ago. Honest to God. Yeah. Uh, it, it's It's just now that we're forced to, businesses were basically forced their hand. And I think, begrudgingly, a lot of the big corporations were like, I really don't trust our employees to get work done at home because ultimately they think that nobody's going to do work. They're going to watch TV. They're going to wake up when they want to wake up. And and some will. Some will. This will be, I'm going to tell you right now, the lazy are going to get fucking crushed. In this industry now. The, the whiners and the complainers. That can't put out a resume. And they're actually expected. To be held accountable. I mean you know how hard. How hard it is to to stay self motivated. And to be held accountable. When nobody is breathing down your back. Now obviously there'll be an overlord. To some degree. And you'll have to show. That you're doing some sort of work. And yeah, it's I'm not sure-
0: exactly the same as freelancing. It, they're still going to be watching your same. shit. Yeah. They're
1: still going to be watching your stuff. But you know, it is very, very easy to just stay in bed that extra 20 minutes, that 30 minutes, that extra hour, to take
0: that extra long break. To, you know what to, you do know you look- the craziest thing that I heard so far is in, in this discussion is that there is a, there are groups of people, businessmen, uh, who was it? Fuck, who was it that specifically said this chat might know? But they they said that with the advent of work from home being so big and not having to drive to work and the extra time saved driving to work that there should be a tax on working from home on the people that work from home and i just sat and i i stopped well i read that headline and i went I saw that too i saw that on twitter i think yeah uh, yeah I, well I, I commented on it i said what kind of fucking up your ass millionaire Came up with that idea because you know it's a rich fuck who is well, well to do beyond imagination that somehow in their sick fucking weird world would think that just because somebody no longer has to sit in an hour and a half to two hours plus of traffic every day that we, they should be taxed for staying at home. How fucking crazy, They're crazy. They're of a crazy. fucking concept is that? an employee should
1: be benefiting from being at home. Less gas, l- maybe no car, less eating out, less less of everything, and more of actually just getting the work done, less noise, less staying in traffic for an hour or two, and literally wasting two, three hours of your day, six, seven days a week, or five days a week, depending on what you're working. Imagine how much more free time you would have. But Jeff, here's much- the thing. Mentally,
0: like just mentally in North America. The moment that you mention to an employer free time, they hate it. They go, well, that's time that you could be working for us. No, fuck you. Fuck you. I drive two hours
1: a day, an hour back and forth. I sit in traffic and listen to that same stupid fucking radio channel that plays the same six songs for two hours in the run of a day. And sometimes when the traffic's bad or there's an accident, I'm there for four hours. And you mean to tell me that I can't, that you got a problem with me having an extra two, three, sometimes four hours of family time, of me time, of maybe getting in shape and working out, maybe sleeping that extra hour in the morning so I don't have to get up at 5 a.m. to make it to this shit fucking job. Uh, are they on? You want to tax me on that? Are you fucking high <laughs> out of your goddamn mind, you fucking prick? That would, that would That is so... Ludicrous. You know how much better an employee will work when they're not fucking tired to all fuck and they actually can sleep a little longer and feel like a human being? Do you know how much more productive they're going to be for your business? Now, the fucking lazy pricks, those guys are going to get fired. Those are the bad apples. Get rid of them. Reward the ones that are actually going to improve. And 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 make more money for your business. It's insane.
0: Look, look working for a company is as simple as is real. In today's world, everything is a project, right? Project managers, pro whatever. It's all it all comes down to deadlines and hitting targets. If if as an employee you are hitting your targets, the amount of hours it took you to do that shouldn't fucking shouldn't matter. Ever- Shouldn't matter. You are being paid to do your job well. If you're doing your job well and you could do it in four hours instead of eight hours for somebody else sitting in a in a in a fucking office, great. You did your work. That doesn't mean that the company gets to slap an extra four hours of work on your plate just because you were efficient and good at your job. But that's the North American fucking mentality. It's the same reason why over here, when you get a job, it's like how much vacation time do we get? Two weeks. If you're lucky. And you've got to schedule those fucking vacation days like six months in fucking advance because everyone wants the same vacation time. And yep. it's two fucking weeks. How abysmal is two weeks of vacation time and then you work for like, you, what is the, usually if you work for a company, it's like five to 10 years, including the government in some instances, to get your extra week of fucking pay of vacation time. I don't miss it at all, bro. It's insane. It's the corporate. I hear like, I, and this is not a slight on our European friends, but I, you know, the Brits, you know, the tea drinkers in chat right now, Shady and Foxy, my, my lovely mods. I hear them sometimes complain about work and, and like how crazy it is. And it's not that work can get crazy, but then they're like, yeah, I just took, I'm just taking next week off. And I'm like, what do you mean? It's like June, what do you mean? You're taking a week off. You only have to, how much vacation time do you have? And then I remember they're in Europe. Where vacation time flows like fucking honey. And it's just like the easiest you get you start with like fucking twice as much vacation time. And you can get even more down the road. And they have like as much or more mandatory vacation times from fed like from federal on down. And they get fucking maternity leave. That's like ten times better than what we do. And paternity leave all the same. It's like the easy... it's like a fucking like wildly different 25 to okay well somebody one saying 25 one saying 33 days a year standard bro i don't even
1: i couldn't even imagine taking 33 days off in a <laughs> year. holy shit that's a lot of that's a lot of time how many days is that in the, in the run of a in the run of a month they just divide it by what
0: it's like you got 12 months, it's, you're taking almost two, like two extra days off a month, not including weekends. Not including the, time you already, the days you already have off. So you could almost do three-day weekends every week if you wanted to, if you just slotted it right, if you wanted to spread it out like that. That's like, out of 12 months,
1: you get a month. Yes. An entire month. Yes. So you only work in 11 months, and then you might work, you know, five days a week. Maybe you'll have the odd seven day a week. I don't know what it's I don't that's a lot of time off man
0: hey Bro. all the power to them if they're getting paid for it Hell exactly yeah. and that's get just it. and that's just it, it right get it sick days more get sick it. days more everything and then over yeah, here not, it's like it's, it's like, like you're just like I want a sick day I'm <laughs> like you're, you're it's like you're you're sick too bad come to work infect the rest of the workforce it doesn't yep. matter you're or a slave fired. or get, get fired or get fired oh you can't come in oh oh you got covid you're oh, fired, you're fired let's say you can't work a 60 hour week too bad you're fired it's the the mentality of north american like business and 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 employment is so fucking toxic and archaic and shit that it's beyond measure and is exactly why even though this year i'm gonna make like probably 20 grand less than i did last year not covid not uh withstanding i couldn't fucking care less there is no money in the world short of me being homeless that I'm going to go to work to have somebody who I am probably more intelligent than tell me when I can take time, how to do my job, and uh, how to live my life. It's just I'll not going to happen. It. I'll never do it again. It's literally not going to happen. Yeah. No. no. If no. I can avoid it, and thank God my community continues to, to perpetuate my ability to do so, I will literally never go back to that shit if I can avoid it. It's nuts. It's fucking crazy. And I hope we eventually learn. It's, it, it's, it's, it's just it boggles the mind. It's like, we came from Europe originally. Europe has already figured all this shit out, like, I don't know, fucking 50 years ago. But we are doomed to repeat the same mistakes for no reason. Well, there, actually, there is a reason. The reason is that it allows our companies to make even more money at the top. That's why it happens. Because it makes, it makes a handful of people at the top of the food chain more money by yeah. slave labor. That's basically yeah. all it is. The
1: the only the only negative implication that I that I really see besides the economy, obviously, I mean people are going to spend their money one way or another, right? So you know the money's going to go out some way. Hopefully, the money that people are saving from being at home that they'll they'll do to improve their you know their if own they're lucky being. enough
0: to have work if that has lucky, continued this yeah. whole time.
1: Exactly. Yeah, but I mean, even after all this is done you know yeah and, yes yeah, yeah 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 you know people are going to start the companies are just going to say dude stay at they're going to go damn i really don't need to pay $10,000 a month at this brick and mortar stay at home stay at home you guys have been doing great this whole time why why am i bringing you to the office the 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 other negative thing that that it is is you become the hermit right you're at home all
0: the fucking time, and that is a... You have to get... Which is... Which was honestly... So when you were mentioning, like, less people, less traffic, I think that's more about about the location, the value of certain locations will go down, and not necessarily just that people are going to go out less. Because of what you're about to mention, when you're at home all the time, you need to get the fuck out yeah. the house. And yeah. so I don't think it's going to necessarily tank, it will just change where people go it will be closer to their home instead yeah. of closer to their work That's so uh, it will shift it will certainly shift the value of property around a city dramatically over over the course of probably a generation or so that happens naturally over time anyway but it will it will do it for this would be a different reason than it would be normally uh but you have to get out of the house it's the number one thing you'll you'll hear somebody say when you work from home and you're self-employed is that other than the number one thing being how to keep yourself motivated to keep doing work if you're if you're in the gig economy and you're working for yourself it's it's the fact that your work and recreation and home life it's all in the same place and that takes its toll in different ways and you have to get out of the house and make time to get out of the house yeah can't do that right now but in general that's kind of what what's going on but yeah it's uh it's a, a wild time out there what a tangent Let's move on to the next gaming topic. <laughs> More interesting than some of these, these topics. You're not, so. you're not wrong, and thankfully not all of these are going to be very long, uh, very long things to discuss. So, uh, continuing the trend that we're seeing in other areas of the market, Dragon Age creative director Mike Laidlaw is teaming up with Ubisoft veterans Thomas Drow, Jeff uh, Skalski, and Frederick St. Laurent B. to found a new studio called Yellow Brick Games. The studio has 15 employees already and are working on a next generation specific title. So they're not (laughs) trying to develop one for the current gen. Probably because by the time they're done, it'll be two or three years or more before it's finished. And so it wouldn't make any sense. Uh, But yeah, there you go. Continuing the trend we see of other developers that are veterans from other major companies leaving those big companies for whatever reason, whether they're tired of how they're being treated there or they just need a break from making the same game every single year <laughs> for 10 years. Uh, and they want to branch off and make their own company. We've seen it obviously with uh, the one we talked about the most here, the blizzard employees. A lot of them are doing the same, uh, same thing. There's what three different companies made up of blizzard employees at this point. Like there's, just, mm-hmm. there's more than a few. So uh, I would, I would suspect you're going to see even more of that happening as time goes on. Um, and it, and it's a weird way of like, uh, of not not pressing the reset button on the games industry, but like a soft reset, if you would, where smaller companies with really skilled individuals are looking to be passionate about games again because they lost it when they were working for the big box guys. And you'll start to see, I think the quality. We're gonna, I think we're gonna get close to like in about five years from now, we're gonna have another 1997, 1998 back to back greatest video game release schedule of like the fucking world coming up in about that time cuz all these companies are coming out they're all veterans of games that we all like we know are are amazing games and so the odds of of us hitting that next golden era that I hope so that pocket about 4 or 5 years away that's what i'm we saying we need it we need it we do we, we do need it. for sure uh next up PlayStation oh shit i thought we were already done oh no this is oh this is actually well so, it's all the same. PlayStation announced that they're working hard to get another round of consoles made available to retailers before the end of the year uh, and to keep in touch with the local stores for more information. So again, Sony is trying to do as much of this offline as possible to reduce the amount of bots buying consoles uh, online um, to, uh, to, to kind of reduce things a bit. They're trying to stick to retailers as much as possible. They're trying to get another round out before the end of the year. Uh, Lord knows how many of those consoles there will be. I would say you, uh, we'd be lucky to get another two hundred and fifty to five hundred thousand. Good luck to, to get that much, because again, like we're early on their their fabrication process. They're not cranking consoles out as fast as they will by let's say this time next year. This time next year, if they want to create a million consoles in a fucking twenty four hour period, they're going to be sh- pushing that shit out like crazy. But right now, they don't really have the ability to do so. And so, uh, yeah, but keep an eye out. Keep in contact. If you're on the mar- in the market for a PlayStation not at $1,500 prices, you want to buy it at, at retail price, keep contacting your local retailers. Apparently, that's what Sony is at least suggesting in some part and making sure to keep on top of that. And hopefully, you can get your hands on one uh, before the end of the year. Uh, in a year of record breakers after record breakers, a sealed copy of Super Mario Brothers 3, Jeff, with the sought-after cover art variation that only existed in some of the earlier production runs, whereby, uh, the bro's text was over top of Mario's left glove, uh, or I guess his right glove, technically, because he's facing you on the, on the carton, uh, sold for $156,000 breaking the last record that we talked about only a few months ago, or a couple months ago, by tens of thousands of dollars. So, uh, this is, now again, this is not just a sealed copy of Mario Bros. 3, this is a sealed copy of the most sought-after rare variant variant of the cover art of Super Mario Bros. 3, and so it stands to reason that it would go for a substantial amount of money in that regard. I'm not Uh, gonna lie, man. I hope one day
1: I am well off enough (laughs) <laughs> that i can i can really like buy some stupid memorabilia become become like a really real collector mm. you know what i mean like some like some fucking hardcore shit mm. like just have some really incredible stuff like like conversational pieces that are just only gonna go up in time like be that guy that can like show you know it's one thing to have like a bunch of games and it's great but I'm not not saying I could ever afford to buy hundred fifty six thousand dollars. Yeah. Even if I
0: could, even if I could afford it, it. it,
1: but just being a just having like full collections and few really rare pieces, it's. Oh, well, that's, that's my you plan. know
0: that's the ideal. That's the, for me. That's because I don't I I can't stand too much clutter, and so I've always you know wanted to just have a couple of items from very specific games. And that's it. And if they're expensive, I don't care because I'm only buying a couple of items and that's the show. So, yeah. Now, again, even if I could afford it, 156 grand, suck my dick. I don't don't Mm -hmm. care about Mario that much. I don't care about anything that much, really. $156,000 would be... Very few things. Very few things. That is a short list, to say the least. Uh, In the same auction, however, uh, as a footnote here, a a sealed copy of Pokemon Red sold for $84,000. Dude, if only. If only we knew.
1: You know. How are you supposed to have that kind of fucking insight? If only could you imagine if we just bought, you know, these these games were everywhere. I mean, you could have went to fucking Kmart back in the day and just picked up. You didn't have to scalp that
0: shit. That was just available everywhere.
1: Available. You just go in there and buy a bunch, throw them in your attic for fucking, you know, two decades and come out filthy rich
0: Yep. It's wild. Yep. Yep. It's nuts, isn't it? I mean, this, there's no special crazy. about this. It's just a sealed version of the game. That's it. That's there's no it's not a misprint. There's nothing yeah. crazy it's like
1: that. Buying a game, somebody somebody, you know, there's always been, dude, when I grew up, I there was a guy that I knew that always bought two of everything yeah. and he would buy he did it for comics he did it for video games and i think it was because his dad did the same thing growing up or whatever and they would buy one to play or to use and then they bought another one to box and put away i can't imagine the amount of shit that this guy has if he continued to keep doing
0: that throughout the years Don't I, I imagine I, the cost of storing that shit yeah i know like okay, so it's one thing for like a copy of fucking Pokemon Red or like Mario Bros Three. It's not that big of a thing, but if you're like going out of your way to be buying two of damn near everything, like you're making Noah's Ark for fucking video games, shit's gonna get very real very quick. I mean, Jeff Gersman did does similar to that, and he stores. He's got like he's got some rare fucking shit because obviously where he's been in the industry for so long, he's got mountains of the stuff. But I mean, he's got like his garage is basically just Tupperware containers. Full. (laughs) Full of games. Of games. Sealed. Uh, (laughs) Just sealed. Uh, And, you know, some of it, obviously, you know, the thing is, some of it worth a lot of money. Some of it worth less than what you paid for originally. And the secret is, you'll never fucking know. That's it. Because if if you're looking at it, you know, if I was old enough to have even had that thought when Pokemon Red was out. And I thought to myself, you know, this could be worth a lot of money in the future. Let's buy five of these bad boys, put them away. I'll put four away, and and sit on them. Um, Pokemon is so popular. Your my first thought would have also been there are millions. Yeah. Of copies. What are the odds that this would be worth? I wouldn't even be thinking eighty four thousand dollars. I'd be thinking is it going to be worth two hundred and fifty? Right. Like, I'm not thinking eighty four grand. That's insane. I'm thinking it might double or triple in value and just. That's the show, but a sealed copy for 84 grand. I mean, you're never going to think about that shit.
1: Fucking wild,
0: man. It makes me want to like, it makes me want to buy. And
1: then I ask my, I tell myself, well, if I buy the new stuff, right? Say I went and bought fucking Final Fantasy 16 sealed and I just threw it in a fucking bin somewhere. Chances are the shit's going to go down in fucking price. You know what I mean? Like even 20 years from now, you'll never know. You just, ne- you just never know. You'll never that's fucking know. You just never fucking know. Like,
0: think of some of the obscure shit that you have that out of boxes worth 300 bucks. Yeah. And, like, nobody's sitting there you thinking know. that's going to be... And some of it was vaporware. Yeah. Some of it was literally, when it came out, nobody gave a fuck. And now, because nobody gave a fuck, all of a exactly. sudden... Because <laughs> there's so- only so many copies around. Like, how many copies? Co- like, 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 Cheetah Man. Like the shittiest game, like one of the shittiest games ever made. That shit's worth a lot. There's only like a handful of them in the wild and they're worth a shitload of money. Right? It's, um, it's fucking wild. And and that's the secret. You'll never know. And so it's a gamble one way or the other. And it's a long haul gamble because you're sitting on that for two decades. You're not sitting on (laughs) it. Well, you better put it away and forget it exists. Yep. Go on with your life. Yep. Fuck, dude. 84 grand for Pokemon Red. Crazy. That one surprises me more than the the Mario one, honestly. Like, Super Mario Bros. 3 wouldn't have been nearly as many copies as Pokemon Red. Yeah. 84 grand for a bone stock version of of (laughs) fucking Pokemon Red makes no sense to me at all. I I can't, and the only reason I can think of it went for that much is because the cards are selling for crazy right now. Yeah, just Pokemon in general is just going wild. Yeah. Yeah, that's all I can think of. Uh, in one of the, speaking of collectible cards, Jeff, and I, I am almost positive I'm going to get on on this for sure. In one of the greatest crossover ideas ever, Magic the Gathering has a limited edition run coming of cards that feature the artworks of Bob Ross. Oh boy. So you know how there's like land cards and shit like that? What better artwork to have on your land cards? than Bob fucking Ross art. Bro, what you need to do is you need to go out there and buy five of those
1: sealed. Yes. And and walk away for 20 years. Yes. That's that. that that's that's a pretty safe bet.
0: That's dope. That's that dope. dope. That's that a great idea. Cool. Whoever thought of that needs a raise. That was a fire idea to say the least. Uh, and then next up, I had to get this in because the man's a legend, Jeb. Okay. When you say the name Gun Run, what do you fucking think of? What's the first thing that comes to mind when you hear Gun Run? Pioneer. Fuck. I That's think the s- word Pioneer's a good out. one. I think of Savior. Mm. That man was the one man. It didn't matter for like a decade. If something was wrong on Twitch, gun mm. or or I think even just the TV for a time, Gun Run was the dude. That you that anyone say where's Gun Run? He'll he'll know how he'll know what to do. He can fix it. He'll make it happen. And damn it, you'd like Adam? He'd show up at all hours of the fucking day, and he would do whatever the hell it was and fix it in like no time flat. He was the only reason I'm concerned from a technical perspective that Twitch made it out of its fucking like dark ages. It's the yeah. only, he's, he's the man. He's the man. So he left a couple years ago. He was one of the guys that left. uh in one of the waves a few years back. Uh, and, you know, he's been kind of like, he's enjoying his Twitch money a bit, as he should. He created the the IRL backpack, uh, stuff that a lot of people are using now, which was super dope. That was a great idea. Again, pioneer. The man, the man has got a brain up there. Uh, and then now, again, smart motherfucker. Everyone knows how big VTubers are, and if you don't know how big VTubers are, even if you think it's weird and fucked up, guess what? Some of these motherfuckers are making hundreds of grand a month. These VTubers are making more than, than most of the streamers you know are likely to ever make because of the market. This is like some K-pop type shit. This is like you, you get into, a, into a, a talent agency, and then you, you do well, and you just make fucking boatloads of money. Gunrun sees this shit. So what does he do? He comes out the woodwork a couple days ago, and he says, Hey, guys, my next project is going to be with VTubers. Everyone was like, you know, spamming anime shit in the fucking Twitter feed and whatnot. Boom. What does he do yesterday? Comes out with that. V, uh, Shoujo is the name of the company. V Shoujo. It's a talent agency and management firm for VTubers. And they already have a stable of, I think, five or six of these, uh, VTubers. And, uh, and he's running with that. And let me tell you. Gunrun made a lot of money at Twitch. He's probably about to make a lot more money <laughs> doing what he's about to do. <laughs> he's start printing money, printing it, bro, printing it. Uh, so they got a video up on that. It's V Showjo official on Twitter. If you want to check it out, uh, I wish Gunrun nothing but the best. That man is one of the OGs. He's one of the realest motherfuckers around. Um, you know the two guys that I immediately think of. Uh, there's three really I can think of off the top of my head when I think of Twitch in the early days and and my career. It was Gun Run, it was Kevin Lin, uh, and uh and it was um, uh <laughs> oh I I should have started with his name Jordan. Thank you. Jordan Taylor Tate Tate Soma. Tate Soma. It's the three. Soma. Soma. Jesus, I'm I'm like day nine. I'm calling I'm like Nova Starcraft right now. Um those so those are like the 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 holy trinity for me um, for sure and kevin lin as we talked about last week i think we talked we did talk about that last week didn't we mm-hmm. yeah kevin lin left um, that's like the la- that's the last kevin lin was really and truly the last of the og i mean he was literally a co-founder of twitch and justin tv and um, and uh, i mean you and i specifically jeff had a lot of personal interactions with Kevin Lynn early yep. on, yep. uh, and another one of those, like, down to earth, community first, um, brilliant, uh, guys that that definitely laid the foundation for what Twitch would then, uh, basically burn at the stake publicly for the last five years. Um, and now Gunrun is gonna go make filthy anime money with big anime titties, and I'm all there for it. I'm there for
1: it. It's not my cup of tea, but
0: go for I know. it. I don't watch VTubers, but bro, there's so much what money they, in it. You had to be crazy. They just... It's the same as a streamer, except it, except you have rigging on like you would in, in CG. Mm-hmm. And you pay an artist, usually exorbitant amounts of money to draw a custom character for you. Like you were an mm-hmm. anime character. They're all, mm-hmm. they're basically all women. There's probably a couple of guys. Uh, and then instead of you on webcam, it's that your your anime character is that, and you play that persona. Oh, as a character, now, and it's do you, rigged. Are you playing video games while yes. doing this,
1: or is it? Oh, or okay. any? It, it's
0: all the same streamer shit. So like, there's there would be like I'm sure there would be like IRL quote unquote type content, video game content, music content whatever the fuck else. it's all it's all the same shit except they just have this rig on some of them spend a lot of money on good rigs so that the animations are actually fucking impressive honestly and it's just like why it's that and okay and so you're playing a character you're not necessarily you, just playing yourself are you using your normal voice or you're like acting and like i would doing... assume depending on your voice and are you can some... you be english or is it have to be they're english they're english okay. ones there I'm are like, all and... languages Maybe I get maybe I get one of those rigs at, him. maybe
1: I do it for the lulls.
0: That's the dude dude that's the that's the current joke is, you know, every if you have a girlfriend, turn your girlfriend into a VTuber. Hey Kayla, hey it's time, was, to, like, time to be a VTuber. That's the uh I,
1: mean, I, could, I could role play like that. I could make a character. Well, that's
0: just it, right? Like you so they're they're playing characters, but anything that you can do um yeah so you can control the facial expressions with your you're rigged literally like you were in a movie so yeah now some are a little bit less sophisticated because obviously not everyone has the money for the rig but some of the bigger some of the bigger vtubers dude the amount of money i'm not fucking with you like we're talking millions Dude. dude i'm i'm looking up i'm what are they what are the rigs called uh, I have no idea what the well, I I I don't know. I'm not that deep in it. I don't know what rigs they're using. There would be multiple versions of different just called types. VTube? VTubers. It's like the VTuber the, rig. Yeah. See what comes up. I
1: am. I'm looking at it right now. VTuber. Okay, so there's a face
0: the face rig. I bet you some of the really high end shit's like five, ten grand. Damn. Because it would probably take multiple cameras too, right? You can't just use one camera, it probably be like 3, maybe 4 cameras on like a on like a semicircle you would almost imagine, like what, what, what I would th- imagine? But I don't know, maybe maybe it's entirely just software based and they don't need as many to make it work. Yeah, I'm going to have to look Some I'm have gonna... yeah, some have full body tracking, dude. So like what's her name? What's the what's the like the the front runner that most people know, fucking um Oh, I can't think of her name right now. But I think she's got could you full body rigging. if
1: I actually made Auto-Tune Tyrone, the fucking VTuber, and actually made a, a character? Does it have to be anime? Like, is that is that what most... I mean, most- no,
0: but that's what most of them
1: are. Okay. And you, they probably want to see, like, an anime with big titties and fucking, you know, they probably want to do all that shit. But could you imagine if I legitimately made Auto-Tune Tyrone... Oh, my God. That yeah. is incredible.
0: you seeing it now? Yeah. It's wild, wow. isn't it? Oh, there you go. Project Melody's model, for example. So Project Melody is probably one of the more, more well-known right now. Project Melody, if you look that up. Uh, her model alone, so the the model that is shown, not the rig I don't think, but just actually the art and the model, is like five grand. She's actually, she actually has like, she's a a bit of controversy right now because the artist is trying to extort her for like a bunch more money for than what they agreed on. But yeah. Oh yeah. You probably run
1: into some of that stuff. You got to make sure that like you're paying your artist, right. And you're getting the bio. Well, the contract
0: has to be real fucking specific, right?
1: Damn, dude, I'm going to look into this guys. Maybe for if it's, if it's a, if I could get a good, a decent rig for a thousand bucks, I'd probably do it for the lulls and like, just do like a, a one, like, like
0: remember. The- yeah. So remember back when there was some streamers that had like, you know, dog faces and yes. other random shit. Imagine that, but more expensive. And that's the idea. It's interesting. Maybe and, I become uh, yeah, uh, make some of that V dollars. It, uh, it's big. So, so Gunrun saw that and said, oh, this is, I mean, because it's, it's so Asian oriented in terms of like the styling and everything, this is like a market where you, where you go at it like you're a pop star, right? Like you're a fucking K-pop star. So there's a talent agency. Gunrun's like, I'm in! I'm the guy! I'm putting together the fucking A-team of VTuber management. We're making it work. Wow. Uh but yeah they uh they they are doing very well for themselves right now to say the least. That's that market dude in probably the next 10 years is going to be worth just a fucking assload of money. Wow, dude. I'm looking at I'm looking at some of these. They are
1: they look like straight up Pixar movies. Yeah, dude. It's crazy. It's crazy. So you need like a special type of camera like I, I, imagine you,
0: I imagine you're probably not going to get away with the C920 but I have no idea what and again it could be rig specific I don't know Like it could be different for different things that is insane dude guys I'm going to
1: post a link here in the chat take a look at this video like you can um... <laughs> that's
0: so crazy in real time
1: And it's
0: a, yeah, uh, there was one, uh, I don't know how to pronounce this, Gargura is the first VTuber, VTuber on HoloLive, which I think is a talent agency of some kind, as well as a platform of some kind. I can't remember now. I'm not that, again, I'm not that deep into it. They got a million subs. A million subs. Where at? HoloLive. That's crazy. So, yeah. Shit is, uh, is wild. Oh, the Kinect does the skeleton tracking. Oh, bro, it's a good thing I still have my Kinect. I bro, kept Adam. my Kinect for all these years. Bro, VTuber Adam. Adam, bro, Adam we, should, we should-
1: Incoming. We should both get- to, We should both get this rig, bro. Bro, we, I do one, we gotta at least do one podcast for the walls as our VTubed animated characters come on.
0: That Patreon number's gonna have to go up an awful lot before I'm spending fucking bro, all that money on a VTuber's- bro, I-
1: Bro, do you can you imagine how fucking funny that shit would be if we did a podcast as our little VTube characters? That would be
0: fucking it'd be cringe, but it'd be fucking hilarious. It'd be as fuck, but it'd be funny as <laughs> shit. It'd be fucking
1: funny as shit, dude. Uh I I my brain is moving right now because I might actually get one of
0: these and get my autotune Tyrone character made. Bro, do you, you chat? Do you know you can use the the Connect for everything, like the face rigging and everything, or is it just for like body tracking? Because if it's if it's everything, I mean, I I've already got a Connect. I mean, I'm, I'm not I'm, sure
1: how much I care about the full body. I no, guess, just like,
0: the just the just the upper I like did, the the shoulders did and did the
1: like shoulder. Yeah, like shoulders and up. You know, maybe maybe arms.
0: You know, to kind of add to it. Yeah, I I I have no idea, but I I'm going to I'm going to say I'm going to say for most you're going to need like a a I I really I don't know. I'd have to look into it. I'm probably you not going to do think, that I, shit. I think, bro, it's it's one of those things where we'd have to think, yeah, anyway. <laughs> it's, not, anyway. it's probably whatever you're thinking, it's probably not worth the time, time and
1: energy. Dude, I I have no problem at all spending a grand or two to fucking do this shit cuz it, it'll be fucking hilarious for the stream. Uh, I mean absolutely It would just pay for itself Holy shit I mean just the lulls alone Having a, a Like and I'm not talking no cheap ass one Cause that just looks fucking dumb But you have
0: like a really Crazy looking shit Oh Lil sending me DMs And shit on discord now Oh god okay Let me see what this is about Yeah Anyway while Adam is
1: doing that, guys, patreon.com oh, slash lag TV. Go on, go on over there. Throw money at the screen so that Adam and I can potentially go and uh, get ourselves a uh wee-boo machine <laughs> and turn ourselves into <laughs> your favorite uh, fictional character. Bro, I'm
0: going to give myself the most luxurious head of hair. There you I'm, go. I'm just going to have like Michael Bolton in the 80s. There you go. Just this glorious mane of hair. Hell yeah. yeah. Uh,
1: So yeah, head on over there. Patreon.com slash lag TV. Also, (laughs) if you guys don't already have a Nord VPN, go get one. Stay safe. Stay anonymous on the internet. Uh, Use uh, promo code OTT. Get 68% off. And you get a bonus month plus... They give you a special little holiday gift um, over the next little while. So get that while the good is getting, whatever that means. And uh, you can use up to six simultaneous devices. It's perfect for masking your IP so that you can get past region block content, watch different versions of Netflix, et cetera, et cetera. Um, And, of course, staying anonymous so that people uh, don't know your IP information, especially when you're out In public, when you're using public Wi-Fi and and stuff like that, um, you uh, stay safe. So use promo code OTT and, uh, yeah, head on over there, nordvpn.com slash OTT. Also, got to give a big shout-out to Elgato. If you don't already have a stream deck, what are you waiting for? The thing is, in my opinion, the best piece of technology I've added to my computer setup since the second and third monitor, I you don't even know you needed it until you got it, and that's exactly how I felt about when I got an extra monitor. This thing does so much, you can have a button for virtually anything related to your PC. You want a button to shut it down, you can. You want a button there to see your CPU usage, you got it. You want uh, hotkeys for your new World of Warcraft expansion for all your different spells. You got it. You want to open up our podcast on Spotify or YouTube? You got it. Here on Twitch? You got it. You want to have all your different streamers? You want to have a little streamer tab and have all your favorite streamers there from the click of a button to go right to their page? You got it. You want to open up your Spotify playlist? It's there. You want to use it to control your Elgato lighting? You got that. You can virtually do anything with this. It is called the Stream Deck, but you do not need to be a streamer to get the most out of this. It is for virtually anybody that uses a computer. Think of it as a big macro hotkey hub, Um, and and that's, that's what it does. So go and check it out. You can get them in mini, regular size, and XL, the perfect Christmas gift head on over there and pick one up. In my opinion, it's their best product. And they've got a ton of good products. But this thing, I mean, even after our sponsorship is done, hopefully it goes on for a lot longer. But even after it's done, I'm still using my stream deck. It's a big part of uh, my PC setup. So that's my plug for them.
0: It's time for Movies and TV. The holidays are somewhat saved, Mr. Black, because Charlie Brown... The Thanksgiving and Christmas specials, which originally we discussed on the podcast a while ago. Uh, Apple had bought them out for streaming exclusively on their streaming platform. To which everyone in the world of North America, anyway, that would know about and watch Charlie Brown every year for fucking, I don't know, 70 years. Was like, hold up, that's been on public cable for literally three different generations now and you're going to lock that shit behind fucking apple streaming services that's a dick move apple even for you and so there was a change.org petition that went up obviously an absolute metric fuck ton of people signed that bad boy and finally apple decided to not be an asshole and still allow it to be played on public uh broadcasting services so pbs will still be able to broadcast uh charlie brown thanksgiving charlie brown's christmas uh, as well, so if you've been watching it as a family thing or whatever since literally you can remember, good news, you can still do that and not have to be paying Apple specifically to do so. That was such a weird fucking buy for Apple. I still think it's an odd buy uh, because the moment you do lock it away from public broadcasting, you gotta know that people are gonna be super pissed uh, that you've done. Charlie Brown is like one of those things that you if it's not on TV, something is wrong with the world. Mm. And so to take that shit off... It's crazy, but thankfully, they're at least partially, at least for PBS, for specific dates and times, putting it back on, uh, for your viewing pleasure. Uh, next up, Wonder Woman, and we I think we discussed this to a certain degree already at some point, but Wonder Woman 1984 to hit theaters and HBO Max on the same day. Uh, this is no rental. It's not like Mulan where you get it like your your HBO Max and you're paying thirty bucks. It's you got HBO Max. You got Wonder Woman 1984, Uh, and it uh, will go to the theaters at the same time, both on Christmas Day of this year, and so... We talked about that last week. Yeah, we talked about that last week, it just showed up, so it was in there as well. Okay. Uh, Somebody had just listed it, and I autopiloted the fuck out of it, and realized afterwards we'd already talked about it. Johnny Depp has indeed, we talked about this last week as well as a possibility, but he has officially been replaced by Mads Mikkelsen for the uh, Fantastic Beast movies. Even though Fantastic Beasts is kind of whatever, Mads is probably the best choice that they could have come up with. There you go. Mads Mikkelsen. Uh, another immense talent probably being wasted on, on, that, on hey, that series. If are paying them enough, I'd do it too. Exactly. Uh, Deadpool 3 looks to be set for writing by the Molyneux sisters who write Bob's Burgers. So Bob's Burgers is a cartoon. Uh, I guess you call almost call it a, an adult cartoon for... All intents and purposes, um, d- is uh, very popular, smartly written, and certainly in the same kind of a category of a writing style as you would see for uh, something like uh, Deadpool. And so that's got uh, a fair a fair amount of people fairly happy uh, about that. We all knew that Deadpool three was going to happen regardless, but the writers were always a question. Uh, of course, Mr. Reynolds will make his comeback and continue to play the role that he was born to play, uh, and, uh, we'll see more of that. Now, when or when the fuck that actually will end up happening, God only knows, but, you know, it's coming one way or the other. This was one of those titles that people were a little bit, uh, up in the air about They didn't know for sure if, if, and when, and how it was going to happen after the buyout that just happened with Fox. Uh, but, uh, but there's your answer. The Molyneux sisters are getting in on it. Uh, and, uh, we'll see how they handle the, uh, the writing when it comes up. I'm sure they'll do a fine job. Cause honestly, Ryan Reynolds carries like 90% of the movies anyway. His delivery is, is what makes Deadpool Deadpool. So as long as the writing isn't completely useless, I'm sure it will be just fine. Uh, next up on the list, we've got Black Panther 2. Oh, so Black Panther 2 reportedly, uh, to start, what was it? Start filming IS in summer of 2021. Uh, And Shuri, as a character, is expected to play a far more prominent role. And some people are wondering, and maybe you know more about this. I didn't have the time to look into it further. But is this going to be a Black Panther movie that is completely devoid uh, or completely void of uh, T'Challa as a character? Um, Or have they maybe just not talked about it yet? I don't know. Maybe you know Uh, more about that.
1: Yeah, they said that they they were not going to CGI him in there or do like, you know, what they did in Star Wars and stuff. Um, Mm. They're just going to um it hasn't been fully said how they're going to deal with it there was um i and i I haven't read the comics for black panther and stuff so i'm Mm. i i'm kind of talking out of my ass a little bit but at the same time like i've i've heard other people i guess that are into it talk about this even before chadwick boseman passed away there was already talks that she would be um sort of uh another black panther i don't know if it's from what i'm gathering is is in the comics she actually uh i don't think becomes black panther but That's is dk is, is saying
0: in chat right now that she does in fact become black
1: panther in okay, the comics then there you go yeah. so that it was already talked about even before anybody knew he was sick and i remember hearing people say like she is going to be because she becomes very smart she Uh, Or she is very smart, but Mm. she basically takes on the mantle of Black Panther. I didn't know if they called her Black Panther per se, uh, which apparently from what I'm hearing here from Death Knight, that is the case. So I don't think anything is changing there. Obviously, it's happening a lot faster than than probably they were expecting. So I'm not sure how they're going to handle it. I don't know if they're going to look back at, say, Endgame. And maybe with the whole multiverse stuff that they got going on and the different things with Ant-Man being able to go into different uh, universes and things, maybe they they make it so that, you know, T'Challa gets lost in one of these things or um, perhaps they explain that he passed away. I, I don't know. And then, you know, because in the in the Black Panther, he had his father that died and he was sort of in sort of like, I don't know what kind of world they call it. So bad for the stuff. I don't, I'm not huge in comic book movies. Like I have watched them, but I'm not like super into the lore and stuff, but like when he's in like sort of the afterlife or he's dreaming and he, and he's there with his, his father um, maybe he becomes, he's in this sort of thing, but they also said they weren't going to use him or his likeness. So, be interesting to see where they go with that. My guess is something to do with multiverses. Something probably happens and she has to stand, uh, you know, to make a stand and, 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 and become the black Panther. And maybe it's like a story about her maybe feeling like she's not ready. You know, it's too soon. And she's struggling kind of like a Spider-Man when he first figures out his powers and he's trying to balance the great responsibility. Mm. Maybe it's sort of that type of movie with, Black Panther too and then ultimately she becomes the Black Panther. I I don't know. I thought maybe it'd be a cool twist um which would probably go against comic books and stuff where they brought back Michael B Jordan and he you know learned a big valuable lesson. Uh maybe they got him through one of these a redemption multiple- arc. A redemption arc <laughs> where he becomes Black Panther. Mm-hmm. Um and 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 does right by the name. Um because he was a beloved character even though he was a villain and there is people been wanting to see him back and then there was rumor that he may actually have be coming back even though he died in in the movie um but you know everybody dies in fucking comic book movies so you know there there was that route um but i think if they're sticking towards the script uh her becoming black panther is i guess fine lore wise
0: yeah 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 so there you go well uh i'm i i I was definitely interested as to whether or not they were going to, like, you know, CG him in or not. That seemed to be, like, the... That seemed to be the route that a lot of the movies were going in, and I'm happy to see that, for once, they're not doing that. Um, you know, I appreciate why, in some movies, they, they want to do that, uh, for sure, but at the same time, sometimes it just feels... It just feels weird sometimes... Because you know the actor's already gone, but they're still you know uh, cashing in on on the their likeness and and uh. The but knowing... a lot of that is in the contracts too. Like they oh yeah, know, they signed that ahead. 100 percent. Yeah not, I'm, yeah. I'm not saying they're I'm not saying that it's like you know they're being shady about it. It's just like a weird thing to go in knowing that they're not there, and sometimes it makes sense, and sometimes like for example with Star Wars, I was I I wasn't against um you know Leia being brought back in that regard uh but uh what's his name the guy uh uh what was he a, a commander or whatever uh, what yeah, I... of the movie the uh, shit what's know, the actor's I name I
1: know who you're talking about I know who you are
0: But yeah him uh that one I was like you know he's there's no reason why he has to be there um yeah. and that one felt tarkov that was or, or tarkov tarkin Sorry, um, that that one felt like a little shaky to me, just because there was there was no reason why he had to be there necessarily. Um, but for reason for like uh, Leia, for example, that obviously made a lot more sense. Uh, yeah. Right in the middle of the trilogy, kind of needed to be there to make that work, uh, and and uh, and whatnot. But yeah, regardless, there you go, Black Panther, um, twenty twenty one, summertime. And last up for movies and TV, unless Mr. Black has got some more, we got uh, The Chappelle Show has been taken off of Netflix at the behest of Dave Chappelle himself. And apparently that's because he came out and said, I was earning zero dollars and zero cents off of The Chappelle Show being on Netflix. And so he called them up and said, hey, let's not. And Netflix said, "Okay," and now they're taking it down. Yeah, because
1: Dave Chappelle was, like, calling for a boycott, you know, for yes. people that are watching this. And obviously, Netflix wants to keep Dave Chappelle very happy. Yeah. They do very good business together. Um, you know, Dave Chappelle is an icon at this point. I mean, he he's the only comedian and really the only figure that I've seen in Hollywood – if you even want to classify him a Hollywood, which he's really not a Hollywood guy at all. He's like the anti-Hollywood. He's like the anti-Hollywood guy, um, which kind of makes him in Hollywood, you know? Yeah. Um, He's, he's one of the only people. There's very few people that can just speak his mind and be extremely offensive, um, but brutally honest. And People trying Me Too movements, fucking every god-forsaken movement trying to take him down. He's such a big aura that they just can't. He could sit there and make fun of every group possible, and nobody will touch. Nobody can touch him. He's he's one of the very few. He can He's he's uncancelable. If that if that even makes any sense, he can't be canceled. And there is there is a lot of money behind Dave Chappelle. He has a lot of power. I mean, think about this. Netflix would have made a shit ton of money off having Dave Chappelle's show, The Chappelle Show, running on their platform. Millions and millions of people would be watching that show. Tens of millions of people would be watching it, rewatching it, and they would have it. The fact that he just flat out said, hey, I want that off. And they said, okay, I'll take that off. Knowing that they don't have to pay him. They had the 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 rights to the to the uh, to, um, to the content. They didn't have to do it, but they did it because they value his relationship, and they knew Dave Chappelle. If you're gonna fuck over Dave Chappelle, even if you're in the right, and he feels as though he's being he's being worked, and he even went on Saturday Night Live and made a comment about. He made the joke uh, about it he made the joke like about like his uh, somebody a grandfather or something being a slave and fucking getting no money and basically how his shit like he made he made this comparison that was like just brutally like obviously it was it it was it was a it was a a dark comparison, but ultimately um it's something he feels deeply about and when it comes to Dave chappelle, the dude walked away from fifty million dollars back in the 90s or whatever, and went to Africa. He said, nah, I'm I'm gone, bitch. And he left in the middle of... That was like 2005 or some shit. Was that? Okay, early 2000s. Yeah, it wasn't the 90s, but uh, early 2000s. He walks away from a $50 million deal to do another season of Dave Chappelle. And $50 million back then is like getting a quarter million dollars now for a deal. The dude walked away because he felt strongly about what was going on and he wasn't happy about it. The fact that he was not going to be happy with Netflix for following through on this when he was making no money, even though it was a deal that he signed and he knew, but he got worked back in the day when he wasn't as educated about, you know, contracts and all this other, all this other stuff. Taylor Swift is going through the same fucking shit with all her masters uh, right now that Scooter uh, sold. But, um... They basically said fuck that. I'm I'm if we want to keep Dave Chappelle and we want to have more of his specials and you know potentially get him to do a show here or to do a movie or just even just these comedy specials, we need to keep him happy. And this small little upside ain't worth getting on Dave Chappelle's bad side. And you don't want Dave Chappelle making a special all about how fucking Netflix is the goddamn devil. I'm going to tell you right now, that's going to cost you so much money that you're going to wish that you fucking, that you, that the best thing, that was the smartest thing they could have done. And it shows Dave Chappelle in good faith that they respect the relationship that they
0: have. I think that's a bang up thing they did. Dave Chappelle, if I had to make an analogy, Dave Chappelle is Neo at the end of the first Matrix. Yeah. Dave Chappelle has figured the matrix out and, and all these multinational, you know, multi, many, many multi-billion dollar media companies that have been basically sucking the life out of, uh, out of musicians and, uh, and, and artists for decades are standing at the end of the hallway, all holding up guns, firing at Dave Chappelle and Dave Chappelle just said no and held out his hand and all the bullets stopped and then the last thing Netflix wants is Dave Chappelle to launch himself down the hallway inside of Netflix's body and blow <laughs> them the fuck up. That's, 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 Dave Chappelle is Neo at the end of the fucking Matrix. Straight up. He's, he's outside the system now. He's no longer bending to the, to the rules of the Matrix. He's got, and the Matrix is Hollywood. He knows the code, bro. He's out, he can see it. He sees everything. He's outside of the fucking, the, the code yeah. now, and he can do whatever he wants. Yeah. And yeah. there are very, very, very few people that can live, that can be that and still be as successful as he is. There are other people that are like that, but they aren't as successful as Dave is. Dave managed to make it all happen and be wildly successful. I would say the trifecta of, uncan- uh, of uncancelable people in 2020 is Dave Chappelle, Bill Burr, and uh, Michael Rappaport are the three guys that yeah, can say Bill Burr, Bill Burr. He still gets a little, I he doesn't have the, he's, he's well, just, he, a, Bill he, Burr is like, but, but he, but no, when I say that, I mean, Bill Burr, Bill Burr, the difference is Bill Burr can say whatever the fuck he wants and it might hurt him, but he doesn't give a fuck. So yeah, that's what uh, I mean by successful, but yeah. Dave Chappelle being successful and outside the matrix, Bill Burr's entire career. If you, even if you ask Dave Chappelle, he would say Bill Burr is one of the realest motherfuckers on there i mean he's most famous for sitting in front of what is it philadelphia for like a 14 minute straight set of literally shitting on the entire city and the entire audience because they were booing the other guys that came before him and he just says whatever the fuck he wants and gets away with like in his podcast is just him saying whatever the fuck he wants there's a couple of uh so there's a couple of people but 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 he is neo Dave, yeah, Dave, Dave is, is Neo. Is actually,
1: Neo. He is the guy. Yeah, he is the fucking man. And when he speaks, everybody listens. And he's very like philosophical, and he's a very intelligent individual as well. Yeah, and uh, he almost doesn't even do comedy anymore. He just goes up there and speaks the truth, and then puts a little bit of a a humor and comedy twist on it. Like he's 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 transcended comedy into into like. Very real political and, and, um,
0: sociological and fucking, uh, he's very good at analogies. He's very good at making comparison points exactly. and being subversive about it. Like he'll, exactly. he'll get you caught up in something, uh, that you know has a high level joke and there's an underlying message there that is tied together by the story beats in, in like yeah. the joke itself. And yeah. You couple that with the ability to have arguably um, one of, if not the best, delivery styles in the history of comedy, and you're you're a powerhouse. Yeah. Uh, and you know to do all that while being a black man is even better. And he's pulled it off. He's pulled it off. And again, he's Neo. If a Bill, you know what? Just to continue that fucking analogy, if Dave Chappelle is Neo, Bill Burr is is like trinity not because he's making out with with neo but he he's he, he's like trinity in that in that trinity or he could be or he could be morpheus where technically he knows the rules he knows he's out of the matrix and when he's in the matrix he can bend the rules a bit mm. he can do the long jump through the fucking window and roll down yeah, the stairs do yeah. other, he can do Just that can't shit fly. can't fly he can't fly yet But he can jump real high. And he can't, you know, he can't, he can't jump inside of Agent Smith and fuck him up from the inside, but, you know, do some crazy shit. Mm. That's, that's kind of, that, you know, that's, that's, that, you know, that's how I would, I would look at it. But all the same, yeah, Dave, obviously doing it right. Netflix knows how much money their relationship is worth. And so said, yes, Dave, uh, right away, sir. And, uh, and now I'm sure in the next six months. We'll have another Dave Chappelle special <laughs> on Netflix. Uh, yep. and, and the cycle will continue. But yeah, Dave has gotten outside of it. And finally, Dave was on Joe Rogan's podcast. Joe Rogan's gone off the deep end a while ago, but he's still a good podcast to listen to when you want to hear people that you'll never hear anywhere else on a podcast. Just ignore Joe Rogan opening his mouth and just listen to everything that the person's saying.
1: I fucks with Joe Rogan.
0: Um uh, he was finally on partially. Somebody else was on with him. There's another comedian. I can't remember his name. And then Dave just walked in, like in the last oh, yeah, hour. Yeah,
1: I think they said uh, Dave is gonna do like an actual. Real- yeah, he
0: wants to. He yeah. said, "I want to do a like a, an actual full blown one in the not too distant future." So that'll be a uh one to to watch for sure because the the beauty of Joe Rogan is is whether or not you agree with what any, like whatever Joe says himself is that his podcast is a platform that people can talk in long form openly yeah. where you wouldn't yeah. hear that stuff kind of anywhere Joe else.
1: Is, Joe's a good listener. Like he doesn't interrupt like when he when he lets people talk. Yeah, he lets he people lets talk. People
0: go. Yeah.
1: He, like he just he's not the type of guy that makes it about him. Yeah. I mean, it is his show and yeah. he does give his point of view for sure. But yeah, um he definitely lets people talk and that's the one thing I fucking hate about certain podcasts where they have a guest on and the guest almost just, or sorry, the, the, the host almost just wants to make the show about them. And it's like, dude, we hear you enough. I want to hear you guest. That's why I'm tuning in for this episode. Yeah. 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 Give your point of view. Sure. But let, let the person talk.
0: Yeah. There's only, there's only a handful of like interviewers that have ever had the ability to one ask the right questions and two, be smart enough to just let them talk. And like my pantheon for that would be like James uh, Lipton, who was like the inside the actors studio, um, because all the actors respected him and would tell him fucking anything. And so listening to him interview them and he always asked you know phenomenal questions. And then another one is more recently. Fucking Sean, what's his face from uh Hot Ones, is one of the greatest interviewers of like fucking hey, all time. Yeah, he's
1: really good.
0: He asks questions. Everyone, how often do you hear the the people say, "I've never been asked that"? Holy shit, you did your homework. I didn't yeah. even know people knew he's about like that. The, uh, he's like the Nard, the uh, uh what's his face, um,
1: Nard, um, Nard, 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 Nard Bark, or Nard. What's his name? The Canadian dude that. Acts really weird. Nard. Uh, fuck. We, I, I always just call him Nard. He wears the glasses. And he's like, doop, do, 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 do. That's his That's his whole catchphrase at the end. I at got the end no- of it. I've got nothing. Are you nothing. serious? You don't I'm know not. who this guy is? I... At the at the end of every uh, interview, he goes and do, doo, do, 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 do. And then he puts the mic to the person. And they go, do, do. Oh, you, n- you don't know this spark. guy? No,
0: I have no idea. Dude is, dude,
1: this guy, he is. He is the Sean of, like, the last couple of decades. Okay. What he does is he deep dives, mm. deep dives into these people's lives. Nardward. There it is. Nardward. That's it. Okay. You've never heard of Nardward. Dude, you got to <laughs> Google. Google, Google <laughs> him right now. It's not it's not ringing any bells. <laughs> Just, Just Google him. Yeah, Google, look it right him. Right Google him. Nardward the, the human serviette.
0: Nardward. You never servant. heard of this fucking bro, guy, bro. I'm gonna be fucking. I'm gonna keep it hundred. Not only, and I'm Canadian. Not only have I never heard of this unbelievable, but I don't even recognize his face.
1: Unbelievable, dude. So this guy, he's huge into the music business. So yeah, he was big on like MTV and what. Um, um, I can't believe you've never heard of this guy. If That's you crazy. Dude, Honestly, if you go on YouTube, like I went on a, I went on a Nardward fucking deep dive, like fucking uh, three months ago or so. And I watched like eight hours of straight of, of his interviews. What he does is, is he also brings like physical stuff and he pulls shit out and he goes, the artist and he's like, do you remember this? Or he'll start talking and then he'll pull
0: the thing out, bro. And the artist are in disbelief. You know what's that- funny? So I go to his Twitter account and you know who's following him? The guy from First We Feast, shows yes. Sean Sean I- uh, yeah. Dude, I'm um, dude, I'm gu- I guarantee you. Bro, I
1: guarantee you. You should tweet out to Sean from from uh uh Feast and say, "Give me your top 3 interviewers that that inspire you." I guarantee this guy w- will be number 1 or number 2. Because what Sean does is very Nardward. Very like, I wouldn't be surprised if his if the way that he does his interviews were based on and influenced heavily on what Nardward did and what he still does. Nardward still does his thing. He's just not as like as commercial, but he's very Canadian. And the dude, and it reminds me every time that an interviewer when he's with Sean on on uh, on the show, when they go, Wow, that's a great question. I've never been asked that nard does that three or four times in an interview to the point dude where people will be like bro can i please have this can i buy this i've seen artists go dude i'll give you 10 grand right now for that record how did you get this he'll find shit bro that like say an artist for example like this is how crazy is adam (laughs) this is this is how crazy this guy is i shit you not you know the fan the the legendary fan that you used to have yes right think of it this way Say you're a famous fucking, you're, you're a famous super mega streamer, right? And Narward goes to you and does an interview. And then all of a sudden he's like, he's like, Adam, back in the day when you and Jeff Maximus, you know him, your, your partner, and that's how he talks. You know him, your partner, your longtime friend. And back in early 2000s, when you guys were hanging out, and you used to play on the Dance Dance Revolution machine. And you had this big, gigantic, and then he'll pull out of your actual fan. He pull out the fan, right? And you go, my God, I have one just like this. And he'll go, but take a look at the bottom. You'll notice that your initials are carved in the very bottom of this. And you'll go, what the fuck? How did you get this? That is like every single one of his interviews. They're that. And just watching them for the reactions of people the dude you should watch the one with um uh what's his face? Uh black guy that sings um uh from the Neptunes of uh uh Pharrell. Pharrell, you if you watch the Pharrell one, yeah, bro, I'm telling you the guy is like, what the fuck? He looks around. He's talking to the camera. He couldn't believe he had his, especially when they've got their like entourage with them. Yeah. yeah. And, all, and the entourage goes crazy, bro. The entourage is like, what the fuck? How do you have this? What the fuck? Where did you get, <laughs> do you know how rare this is? And he just pulls it out. He just, and it's what he does. It's exactly what Sean does, except that he also uses like physical items. and it And like the memorabilia that this guy has is insane. So yes. I know I just went on a fucking no, uh, I, a tear about this. I,
0: I'm just shocked that I've never managed would, to know someone like you, Adam. You
1: would appreciate this dude. You will watch his shit and go, "Oh my god!" And there's tons of artists, dude, that he's interviewed that you probably love. That you'll be like, you would you'd eat up the episodes. It's just like the 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 the, the feast show. It's it it has the same vibe. It's just really Canadian and it's Fuck. awesome. You should check it out, dude. He's he's amazing. I, I guarantee you Sean would say Nardward
0: is in the top interviewers of all time. All time, fucking dude. I'm like, I'm just looking at his Twitter. I'm like, I, how do I not know who this person is? How, I, how have I lived didn't. on the internet my whole yeah. life and not once come across this guy? It's crazy. Yeah. And then now I'm going to have to watch some shit. You really should. And if you could just uh, YouTube his
1: name and just watch some of the, like the more famous interviews, oh, yeah. it'll hook, it'll hook you, bro. You're going to go, you're
0: going to just go down a rabbit hole uh you're gonna go down well speaking of rabbit holes we just went down one what uh is there have you finished haunting yet
1: we are on episode five okay yeah so we're we're getting there um yeah i actually just bought a new tv today i got it it was like a uh,
0: I, I thought that's what that was in the back yeah. i was like looking i was like that looks like an lg or some shit that was box a, or a Samsung, a, uh, sony so, oh, Sony! So,
1: wow. Okay. Yeah. Good choice. Um. Yeah. It's just Sony. Is it the X nine fifty or the X nine hundred or what is I it? I don't even know, bro. It was just on sale. It, oh, it okay. was. It was a pretty. It was a you know four K fifty five inch. Oh, it's for it the bedroom like, probably or something. Just, shit? For just the bedroom. Yeah, 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 bro. I mean, fuck. <laughs> I got still got the OLED man. Like, well, no, yeah. yeah well, I didn't. Yeah. I
0: didn't expect it was for that. I suspect it was yeah, probably the bedroom. Just for yeah. the bedroom. We've yeah. we've had the same
1: TV for like in our bedroom for eight, seven, eight years. Yeah, Yeah. And it's slow as fuck, bro. Like just running apps, it loads forever. It would, it's, yeah, yeah. It's just like whatever RAM or processor they got in the fucking thing is just absolute dog shit. From all the new updates, well, it's all eight the years old. Yeah. So I was just like, yeah, I'll pick it up. I actually went there to go and buy. Um, I had to get a calendar, so I got like um, I got like a digital calendar. Um, yep. because I just got so much shit on the go, and I'm like. I never put anything on a calendar. Like Kayla's super Even good about your phone, calendars for like, her. Like nothing? No, I'm just like, yeah, I need to be, I just remember typically I, like.
0: I did that until probably the last three years, four years, and now I'm using my phone calendar like a lot more. Yeah, so
1: what I yeah. did is I, I have it on the side of my bed, so it works as an alarm clock. You can watch YouTube videos on it and, and uh, listen to music. The important and it, things it's for a calendar. calendar exactly uh so (laughs) you can put pictures on it and it counts that you can use as a picture frame too and stuff so like it it does all these different things so anyway i i went there to go pick up that and um kayla's laptop died so i went and picked her up a laptop uh as like an early christmas present so um as i was there and i bought the laptop and i bought this thing and i'm walking out fucking best buy right and then i just see the tv and then i see it's on a black friday sale and I'm like, do I really need the TV? And the answer was no, but I'm like, do I really want this because I'm tired of fighting with my fucking TV every time we we sit down to watch it? I'm like, you know what? It's been seven, eight years. That TV got its use and some. Uh, and I'm going to take that TV and put it in the guest room. So like oh, it'll still be like, you know, I'm not going to throw if it out. If you want to
0: speed it... that up, just buy a Roku stick and put it in the back of the fucking TV and yeah, not use. Yeah, I probably use... could have done Like it It's like a hundred bucks. yeah. And all the apps are there, and Bob's your uncle. You're good to yeah, go? Yeah, probably, I
1: probably could have done that, too. Yeah.
0: But then it's not a new TV. Exactly. <laughs> so why not? So anyway. Uh, I don't know where Jeff, I was going with all that. All right, yeah. Well, either way, it's now time for... Uh, tech support. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, patreon.com slash TV. $10 a higher gets you uh, some goodies. One of those goodies being uh, the privilege... Of being able to ask us questions, which we all know is such a privilege, uh, each and every week on an, uh, a post that I put up just, just before we go live with the podcast. Uh, let's see what we got here. Super Guru asks, What game did you dump the most quarters to into an arcade or at an
1: arcade? I should say, uh, for me, it would definitely been Dance Dance Revolution,
0: yeah, without a doubt. Uh, I would be somewhere between DDR and like the th- the three things that I, that I like ever really played in an arcade were DDR, the punch fucking machine. We, we spent a bunch of time on that. It's DDR, the punch machine. And, um, uh, but probably the one that takes the most golden ax. Ooh. When I was younger, but I was also in an arcade more often when was I was younger. Actual quarters. <laughs> actual quarters, not tokens, but actual quarters yeah. going in to yeah. a Golden Axe machine. Probably that.
1: Yeah. I, I, I would say after Dance Dance Revolution, for me, it would be like um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Like Turtles in Time. Mm. Played a lot of that. That used to be at a corner store where I used to live before I moved on to your street. So I used to like go down there and pump, pump in. Quarters, but Dance Dance Revolution, because it would just like eat a dollar at a time, right? You put a dollar oh. in, dollar in, dollar in. Bro, you were broke by the time you left yeah. playing DDR. Like, no joke, go to the movie theater or the arcade and spend like $30, $40 yep. on DDR in a day and leave like three pounds lighter.
0: <laughs> <Yum>. <laughs> uh, let's see. Man, I'm hungry asks Worst tech support experience? I want to see rage and despair. Bro, you had, you had I, a pretty I, bad one just recently.
1: I just had a bad one, and basically what happened is I'm not even going to rage about it because I've already raged enough. My, hmm. I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I'm. These, this guy, he comes over my house, nice dude, and um, when I, when I, so when I actually, this all stemmed, Adam, from me trying to save money on my damn bill. <laughs> You guys bugged me for weeks and weeks and weeks <laughs> until eventually I did it. You fleeced yourself on that one. I did. And so as I'm getting this new bill, they sell me on this faster internet, right? And I'm like, okay, well, you know, it's faster internet. It's probably worth it. I, I told the girl, I said, listen, it's imperative. I actually use that word. It is imperative that there that the modem works. If there's any problems with these modems, I don't want to switch because my internet works perfectly fine now. And I don't want to screw up a good thing. You know, like I can't have dropouts, not even for a few seconds. It's the type of work I do. It literally crushes my business. So I need, I, it's imperative that the thing, yep, nope, nope. These modems are way better than the last ones, blah, blah, blah. Okay. So they bring the modem in and apparently, and ultimately the, the modem was fine. But my modem used to be in a storage room. This guy ends up installing it in the garage because he needs to hook it up to a fiber line. Mm-hmm. And the fiber line didn't go all the way in through my house, mm. so that's negative number one. So if anything happens with my my internet, I actually have to go from here, and you know how far <laughs> into, the garage, into the garage, yeah, yeah, and and in the garage on the opposite side of the house. So like, and it's you know you go into the cold garage, and it's just a pain in the ass. But I was like, you know what, whatever. The internet doesn't really go down, so it's not like I'm gonna be doing that often anyway. So I can survive um so guy comes in installs everything the same day i'm like man this just doesn't seem normal i boot up my computer in the every morning and it would sit on like the globe sign and not like the internet connected sign and then eventually it would like after two three minutes the it would say that there's a network connection i'm like that's fucking weird so I was like, okay, dealt with it. Things were going fine. Then all of a sudden, my Wi-Fi started cutting out, all this other shit. So I end up doing a speed test, and the shit is getting like – it was sporadic. One time it was getting 10, 10 megabytes up, and then at most it would be like 50 megabytes up. And, I, and I'm and i like, what the fuck? I'm trying to download a game. It's, it's actually taking me an hour, which is like, you know, boo-hoo. I get it. But when you're used to like, especially well, when you yeah. just had fiber up internet, and now you're getting like fucking, you know, yeah. old school internet, and you're paying you know, for it, so you and know, I'm paying for it, so it's like you know, so anyway, it wasn't like life altering, but at the same time, it was, it got, and it got progressively worse. Then my stream just started clonking out, like all the internet would just shut down and then come right back up. But when it did that, you know, it would it would screw up the whole stream. You know, you lose half your viewers. I'm like, this ain't it. So I call this guy up and um ultimately I end up, he's like, he's like, uh, is it Connect directed the modem? like, no, it's in the garage. He's like, well, what are you using for a splitter? I said, well, he installed this little fucking blue splitter. And he goes, look on the back of it. And I look on the back, right? And this was after I already dealt with a horrible uh customer support where they're like, there's here's another story. So anyway, I look at it, right? And it's it's a it's um a hundred megabyte, uh hundred um megabyte switch, right? They so, still make those. They still make those. <laughs> the fuck? So he installed one. So think about it this way, guys. <laughs> Shit's installed, old. He installed fiber up, And when we went to go do a test on the actual modem, because you can do a speed test on the modem. Yeah, yeah. It was getting fifteen hundred up, fifteen hundred down. I'm like, damn, I do it on my computer, it's fuck all. The reason is is because this one splitter had my entire house so they were they would go from fiber op into this 100 megabyte uh, splitter and then it would split to every single room all the devices all the wi-fi mesh network everything was into this little fucking splitter that couldn't even handle fiber op uh you know one gig a 100 megabit splitter
0: (laughs) exactly yikes yikes bro big- i i was just gonna be honest with you the last uh, you want to know the last time i had a 100 megabit splitter and i'm gonna be i'm gonna fucking blow your mind you ready for this we were playing unreal tournament on the xbox yeah there you go that's the last time i have i've i have i've had gigabit splitters for so long now that i can barely remember a time before now gigabit splitter you still won't get your one and a oh, half cool.
1: Yeah, that's what you would, that's what you I would have to.
0: In. Yeah, you would have to buy like a ten gig or or yeah. a five gig or some other, which gets expensive. But yeah. one gig, yeah, you yeah, can do that's that. what that's what ultimately
1: I, ha- I have now. So yeah. they have the one gig ones in here. So once I find this out, bro, I call. I talk to the girl. And we set up a time for the guy to come in, do his thing. I call up there. I ask for the customer care or whatever the complaint thing, and I said, "Listen, I specifically asked you guys." That my internet wasn't gonna wasn't gonna come out. Now it's all messed up. And then I explained to her the incompetence in a nice way of what the tech guy did. You know what her rebuttal was? I I'm not even making this shit up, bro. This was her rebuttal. And my mom was upstairs playing with my son, and she could hear me. I was fucking, I dude, I I didn't yell, but I I literally said. She goes, well, it seems as though you really understand how the networking works maybe it would have been smart to ask the guy why he was installing the modem into the garage and using a splitter to put it into your house that's what she that was her rebuttal bro no and i i i i i told her i said no excuse me she said You know a lot about this, don't you think? And she was like asking me a question. Don't you think it would have been smart to ask the guy? I said, I said, okay, for one, it's not my job to audit your tech guy when he comes in to install my internet. Number two, it is not my job to then ask the dude why he's doing this in a certain way when the only and I did ask him I said why is it going in there his rebuttal was I need to hook it to a fiber line and we can't we can't wire it all the way down into your into your basement I said okay that was that I didn't ask him about the splitter I didn't even notice the splitter bro I was when he was doing his thing I think I went out to the the fucking the mail place I grabbed some shit I came home you know, Kayla was like, hey, he's still here. He's doing his thing. And then he left and we test the Internet and it was working. We didn't do a speed test or anything because we did it over on the modem. He was like, yep, look at it. It's just, okay. And I was basically blamed because it seemed as though I knew what I was talking about, but I didn't go and and audit the uh, the tech the tech guy. Mm. So I said, I said, listen, lady, uh, would you have done that same thing, say, if my mom called? Would you have just said the same thing? Would you would was that would that be your rebuttal to her? Uh, you know, she doesn't really know anything about internet connections and stuff. Would you ask her if she looked over the work of the tech and made sure the right splitter was being used and he's properly installing things when it's his job to do that? And then she started like backing out. I said, "Listen, um, she, oh," and then I, and she goes, "Well, what do you want?" She she literally said. Well, what do you want? What do you what do you expect me to do? We do not uh, compensate people for their time. It only is going to take the technician about 20 minutes to come over and fix what the problem is that you're having. I said, this has nothing to do with the 20 minutes that the guy's going to have when he comes over my house. It has everything to do with the last two weeks of me struggling with this Internet. And you guys told me that I wasn't going to struggle with this Internet. And it was all because of the incompetence of the guy that came over and installed the Internet. This is not my fault. And she goes, well, if if you want, if you want, I can write a report. It'll take four to six weeks for me to hear back. And she was just being a bitch, bro. I almost called her a dumb cunt. Like I I felt like I, I felt it coming and I had to close my vocal cords because I'm like, Jeff, it ain't worth it. You know, there's no point in insulting her. She's she's obviously miserable. I don't know what I did to her. And I was like explaining all this calm and i don't think she liked the fact that i was coming at her with every fucking incompetence that happened she just didn't like it she just you know she probably listens to people complain all day and like you know i had her dead to rights on everything it was their fault so uh yeah i i bit my tongue like a good little boy and i said okay thank you and i hung up right i didn't i didn't ask to go to a higher up nothing then the guy comes the 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 next day and he's a great dude fucking knows his shit still got the modem out in the garage but actually ran uh several three different lines from the modem in through the house and has the those three different lines that he tagged and put those into my main feeds as in like one is directly for my computer one is directly for the podcast room. One is directly for my mesh Wi-Fi so that I'm getting full speeds on those. Because even still, when, I, when I'm when i using internet in certain rooms, I'm still only getting like 100 mega, megabytes up. But I never use it in those things. For the main places, I'm getting like the gig. So if I were to do a speed test now, I'm getting like 900
0: well, down. You're, you're never going to really get. You're never going to get the whole thing, the right? The whole thing on wireless. Yeah. Why, especially because it's so dependent on what's sending the wireless signal and what's receiving the wireless signal, like most phones, like your cell phone, probably caps out at close to a hundred anyway, um, yeah. even in a perfect scenario. So, and you don't need more than that on wireless. So no. it's it's whatever. It's yeah. If funnily enough, my my story is similar. It's with with the same ISP. It's Bell. Alliance. And most of it was when they changed over their, uh, their tech support to all being in the Philippines, like I, all of it. And, um, they all had scripts, um, and you know, their English second language. So they stuck to their script even harder than like somebody in a, uh, an English speaker in North America sticking to a script in a, in a room somewhere, uh, because they, they, you know, they really, they had very little training And I could never get upset with these people. It was only until you got to tier two and it was really difficult. They made it really hard to get to talk to a tier two person. And I was having similar issues at the time. I was getting packet loss. I was getting, um, very, um, odd speeds, uh, at all times in the day. And I had like endless, I mean, you know me, I had documentation out the fucking ass on all of it. Yep. I I knew that it was only going to be in one of two places. It was either at the node down the road from the house, mm-hmm. or it was at the hub in downtown Halifax. It's the only two places that it could be happening. So I call up and it was, bro, it was, it was, this happened over two months, to make a long story short. It was two months of calling them every few days and being on the phone for like one to two hours at a time talking through the same pro i got to a point where when the person picked up on the other end i said i said look two things one you've already got notes on this on your end so two i'm just going to tell you everything you're about to ask because it'll be like when's your birthday and all this shit. and like what's your pro i i i like clockwork i said don't ask me i'm going to give you everything you need then i'm going to tell you what the problem is and what's already been done and then you're going to pass me on to tier two And then I'd go in the whole spiel and they'd say, okay, sir, one moment, tier two, (laughs) get to the tier two, have the same conversation again, but tier two say, don't ask. I'm going to tell you everything. And then we'll have a conversation. Tell them everything. Okay. Have a conversation. And eventually every, so at first tier two, wouldn't send a tech out. They were convinced it was me. And they, they were convinced when I tried to do to describe to them what the issue was, they said, well, have you checked your channels? And I paused and I thought, what do you, in my mind, I'm thinking, what channels is she talking about? Cause uh, like, you know, you're thinking TV channels. And I was like, that doesn't make any fucking sense. And then it dawned on me. I was like, oh, you mean wireless channels. So on these routers and on any router, you can choose the channels or the bands, certain bands in which. Your uh, your wireless gets sent out. So on, on the ones we have, there's a two. It'll send out two different bands if you want it to. It would be 2.4 gig and 5 gig, and you can choose which channels it go out on. And if you have a phone or anything um, that has a reader on it, you can take your phone out and you can see if your if the what uh, what channels are congested. So you wouldn't have this problem because you're in the middle of butt fuck nowhere. You haven't got anyone near you, so none of the channels would really have you. Nothing would show up. But for me at the time, houses everywhere, Wi-Fi with distance, I had neighbors on both sides and their, their shit is set up on the default channels for Bell Alliant, which means I'm getting shittier wireless because the channels are congested with their wireless stuff. So I would just choose a different channel that nobody else was using of my neighbors around me. Now I have full wireless speeds. Boom. Done. That's simple. It's a very simple function. She was referring to those. And she said, well, your problem is you changed the default channels. And I said, all right, well, two things here. One, you're wrong. Two, we're talking about wired connections right now. Where I'm experiencing this is wired connections. And not only wired, but I'm talking about taking a laptop to the modem and Mm. plugging it in with a three-foot-long cable into the back of the modem. It is direct and experiencing it. We're not talking about wireless. She said, yeah, but the wireless bands, if you mess with them, it can have all sorts of things like packet loss and things like you're experiencing. I said, great, except that's not what's happening. And she wanted to keep going on and on and on about these fucking bands. And I tried to describe to her what wireless bands or what wireless channels actually were and why I changed them. And she just wasn't having it. And she started getting angry and raising her voice with me. And I said, at some point, I said, you know what? This isn't worth it. <laughs> thank you for that's your. What help. I I said. That's what I thank through. you for your help. Uh, yeah. Hung up. Yeah. I called. Hey, at least you said thank you for your help. I said all right. Bye bye. That's what I. <laughs> thank I you. Already, yep. I hung up. I screamed into the void in my bedroom. Yep. Screamed as loud as I could to get it in my system, and then I called back. Finally, got somebody. Said, all right, we'll send a tech out." That's when it really started. Then it was six weeks. Of a tech being out to my house once every like 72 hours. Shit was crazy. Because they'd send a tech out, they'd test, they'd be like, I'm not seeing any packet loss or anything. I was like, well, you wouldn't. You did a 30 second fucking test at the the modem and you're not connecting to the servers that I'm connecting to. You're not going to see any of this shit. If somebody's just using Facebook at home, they're not going to see these issues. You try and live stream with this where there's like 0.2% packet loss, it'll drop connection to the server. You're not going to see it. Like, yeah, all right, so swap the modem. Go away, test it, okay, go away. And again, like you, test it at the modem, go away. Next one comes up. New modem. Swapped it. Goes away. Next one, new modem. Swaps it out. Goes away. Next one, new modem. And every time I call and there's a tech guy come up, I say, look, I don't think you understand. A new modem is not the fucking answer to this problem. I need to talk to somebody above you that has brain. I need somebody that knows what the fuck they're talking about and doesn't have a script. Please, God. I had to go to customer retention to get to them to say, if you don't give me somebody with a fucking head on their shoulders, I'm leaving your service. Because I've already gone through five modems this month. They're not the modems please believe me and they finally sent me a tech coincidentally it was the tech that installed the modem originally when i moved into the place he said oh hey how you doing hey a guy I went to school with in fact it was like fucking awesome he said good news i know a guy that works at what you would consider tier three it's the guys sitting in the server room in downtown halifax that make all the the lights go blinkety blinkety." it was like, awesome even fucking better calls him up what happens he said that guy he said i can help you on this one but i'm retiring next week because this place is a shit show i went fuck <laughs> so so we somehow after that guy was there for eight hours because their tech guys that show up at the house are outsourced right they have to go through the same phone support as you and i do they call the same Philippines-based tech support that then Thanks. have to go to tier two and then sent through to get to the people that they need to talk to. The dude was like, man, a 20-minute install from like three years ago is now like a two-hour fucking endeavor because of all this shit. I bought pizza. I was feeding him. I got him a chair. <laughs> we had we had a conversation. I learned about his entire life in the span of this eight hours. Nice. Sat in the fucking garage while all of this happened. And finally they determined after he went to the node. He drives down, and checks the node. Node is a little wonky. You know, it changed some shit around. It's still happening. As it turns out, I was right the whole fucking time. There was a there was a we'll call it for the sake of ease. A software or a code level issue at the fucking place downtown Halifax. The hub. The 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 fucking fiber hub. And down in Halifax, there was a problem there that they had to sort out that they didn't even know was fucking going on. And they solved it, and it was more affecting more than just me. I said, I promise course, you, this is I the kind of do. thing that's, that's affecting a bunch of people. I'm just a power user, and that's why I'm noticing it. This is happening to more than just me. Lo and behold, that entire quadrant of the city. All affected. <laughs> it's just I'm the only one streaming. So and... The- that's the
1: ending to the story, Adam. You now have an amazing bill. It's true.
0: Touch. It's true. It's I get important. the top of the line everything for the not pre worried. for the pre tax cost mm-hmm. of the tier below that. hmm. Until the end of next year, and that will extend even further. Oh, yeah, you're gonna extend that bitch all <laughs> In, the way. Into the fucking future. So anyway. Same company, same problems, lots of good people that, you know, work there, but unfortunately they're kind of cocked by, uh, corporate's decision to, to cheap out on other shit. Let's get one more question because holy shit, we are three hours deep on this one. Uh. Oh, this is an easy one. Will Hawkins asks, what's your setup to watch movies at home and what could make it better?
1: Uh, I mean, I I have a media room, so I've got like a little home theater. I don't know how I would describe the setup, but i got a projector and I don't know how big the the screen is. I think it's 120 inches. Somewhere in that neighborhood. Yeah. Might be a little bit bigger. No. I I don't know. Um, Uh, yeah. 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 Actually. Yeah. It's probably significantly bigger when I think about it. Oh, corner to corner. it might be like hundred and fifty. Hundred and fifty, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I got that, and um, yeah, there's like a surround system. Um, it's um, a kind of system. Is it? Um, it's a good is it, one. Is it five or seven? I think it's five. Is seven? It? Seven? Is it seven?
0: Yeah. Oh, it's seven, but two of the speakers aren't hooked up. They right are now. hooked.
1: I found out they are hooked. Oh, it, the reason why it wasn't working before is because they only they only come on on seven point one surround sound. Uh well that would stand a uh, reason. Yeah. So the reason why I was never noticing it before is because the content I was watching oh, okay. was only for five speakers. Oh, I thought so, I
0: thought that you were trying to watch like 7.1 and it just wasn't popping off. No, nah, no. Nah, nah, oh, I found okay. out the hard way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. I
1: found that out just like in but the summertime.
0: It does it does require their those two channels to be used by the movie before they would appear on the speakers. It uh yes. it does tend to to to, to help. Um Yeah, I've got. I've just got the classic TV and soundbar combo uh, I bought years ago. Now, Um, God, how long ago was that? 2012, I think. It's about eight years ago now. Uh, Bought it on sale. It was a Samsung F8500 60-inch plasma. It was the last Mm. plasma Samsung ever made. I mean that line. Obviously, not the not the, my TV was the last one they ever fucking made, but the, the line of them. Um, uh, it was between that and the Panasonic V something series. Are depending on the room you put them in, are they were considered the two greatest televisions ever built until Jeff's uh, Jeff's OLED came out. The series that you have, so my plasma and then the Panasonic one or the VT something or other VT sixty. Were considered the best TVs you could buy. I don't um, want to talk about how much money I spent on that television. That's a lot of money. It gets used uh, though, it gets used all the time. Yeah, it's on all the time. Yeah. Um, uh, Jeff's got the first, the C6, the first model of the of the of the LG Oleds, 4K Oleds. Uh, the C6, I think, is what you have, right? I don't know the model. I I, I think I, it's I, C6. It's not the new one. Like this is a few years old now, probably. Yeah. Three
1: years. Three years.
0: Yeah, about three. Yeah. Um. So anyway, yeah, I've got the same TV, and the reason why I've kept it is because until that TV, literally not a single TV that came out looked even remotely as good as the plasma. Uh, you know, it's a space heater for sure because it's plasma, and you don't want to pick it up very often (laughs) because it's plasma. But uh, but it looks fucking incredible, and still does. Um, it's finally starting to die. Uh, it's starting to kind of like have some issues here and there, but, um, when you're watching, uh, a Blu-ray on it, the shit's fucking fire. Uh, playing games also actually remarkably good, relatively low input latency on uh, the game mode. So yeah, I've got that. And then I've got a, um, definitive technologies, I think is the the name of it or definitive audio. One of the other, one of the two, uh, soundbar 5.1 soundbar. Um, that's really nice. Uh, the, the, the subwoofer specifically is like fucking incredible. It's a downfiring subwoofer. Um, so when I had it in the original place and I had it like properly placed in the back in a corner and we were, we were watching like Pacific Rim or some shit, the floor was fucking vibrating. Shit was wild. It's a super powerful subwoofer, very clear bass, And the, the, the. Five point one the soundbar produced is actually pretty damn good. Um, you know, it's obviously not as good as having individual speakers, but they did a really good job of simulating it. And it was better than like running cable all over the fucking room. I just did not I was not about that life. I did not want to run fucking cable um uh around the room. So that's still my setup today. Uh it's probably gonna be my setup for a really long time still. Well, I shouldn't say a really long time, probably in the next year or two. I'll get into a new TV, um, but uh, I, I told myself that I'd ride this bad boy off into the sunset, and I can see the sunset now. It's, mm. it's there. The soundbar, when you turn it on occasionally, it makes fucking weird noises and kind of gets fucking weird or it just doesn't connect. The TV is starting to get permanent burn-in, even if shit's only on the screen for like five seconds uh, and, and doing weird and wonderful things, but I love it. I'm going to miss it when it's gone. It's, the shit was fire. I got it on sale for like 1600 bucks originally, the TV. And uh, well, well used for sixteen hundred bucks for eight years, and, and an incredible, an incredible set. In fact, I'm still I'm probably going to be able to make some money still on it because I looked at the second hand market for these, and they still sell for eight hundred to twelve hundred dollars. There you go. So, <laughs> Pays for the chunk of the next one. So if somebody's looking for one, I'll, which won't happen in Halifax, I promise you that I'll just give it to my parents. Uh, otherwise, if I was in a bigger city, yeah, I could make some money on it. But either way, ladies and gentlemen, that's the end of technical alpha this week. It's been three hours and twenty minutes. Yeah, I got to bounce. I got to get. I'm hungry. On my voice is my voice is hoarse. Yeah. Now I um I just need to get uh, going, and so does Mister Black. So thank you very much, guys, for stopping by and listening. Uh, hit us up on YouTube with the like and the comment. In the first hour is always the bell icon on YouTube is the way to go for that. Uh, of course, thank you so much for those showing up from Spotify and iTunes and other places to the YouTube video, even though you've already watched or listened to most of it in the past to uh, to get that like and comment. It means a lot to us. Patreon.com slash TV is the place to uh, financially support this podcast to keep this train moving and until next week, ladies and gentlemen, have a good one. Stay safe out there. Wear a mask and... Peace! peace. <laughs>